Hello everybody, welcome to the beginning of the stream. Tis I, your dungeon master. And with me I have a wonderful cast of <laughs> just just fantastic looking people. Um, with a absolutely none other than the most, probably, I'd say probably the hottest streamer on Twitch physically. Not to, you know, I don't want to be too, you know, objectifying and things, but Pumpkin Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the, the uh, you know, the, the physically hottest streamer on Twitch right now. How's it going, Pumpkin Boucher? Can you do a New York accent? Uh, no. Come on. Me, yeah. you got to no. do it now. No, I can't cannot. all these people watching disappointed. I cannot. All right, I can do one. You ready? Yep, go for it. Hey, what's up? It's Wax Steven. Coming at you live from... No, it's Pumpkin Buscemi. Pumpkin Buscemi. Oh, yeah, you want me to... All right, I'll just do yeah, this yeah, so you can yeah, tell yeah. it's not me doing the voice. Yeah. Hey, it's mm -hmm. me, Pumpkin Buscemi. Um, yeah, I like crack cocaine. <laughs> it's what I look Should've... like I like. I couldn't think of nothing else. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be something. Did you just say you, she's got nice lips? No, I said I should have cut the lips out so that you could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just complimenting yourself on the unedited no. part of the... Uh... You have fantastic <laughs> lips, though. Eh? Just, just fishing for some... Yeah, that's um, exactly like something I would do. Speaking of fishing, <clears throat> I have spent another week watching people tweet about Animal Crossing, and as far as I can tell, it's a fishing game. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Why is everyone? Why does everyone tweet a picture of the fish they caught? What's it's that? It's an achievement. What does that mean, though? As in, it's just well, an achievement. Well, you collect fish. fish and bugs in the game because, like, you have a museum to build up, and then you uh, you turn those into the museum. Yeah, so you collect, and yeah, it, it, some fish are harder to catch than others because they're seasonal. So, uh, so yeah. All right, well, it still sounds like the greatest game. Uh, you continue to, you've had a full week to, can, pro, to wait, sell Wait, can you explain the time traveling thing Can you to take me? that thing off the screen? Oh, the time, tra <laughs> time travel. Well, um, sure. it's, it's not really like an exploit. It, well, I mean, it's, uh, well, basically it's like, you know, if, if you're not willing to wait the, the, you know, the day that, you know, it takes to, to build, uh, Nook's, uh, cranny, uh, you can change the, the date on your switch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and then. Then you get back into your game, and then it's it's the next day. I see, like a like um, give me all the money in Sims. Pretty, yes, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Rosebud. Got it. So you it. uh, so it's just cheating. You just cheat cheat the game, I guess. Well, no, no? I'm still making my money's legitimately. Okay, no all right. Time traveling. <laughs> it seems like a waste of time though, if it's not if there's no winning the game. Like. If you cheat, like if you time travel forward, put the time forward. Some people enjoy the other aspects of the game, right? Like building things. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that that's the only reason why people really just like use There's the no time end, traveling for. Right. 
The, pretty the much, game. there's still no one. Yeah, no, exactly. It ends when you want it to end, pretty much. All right. Well, there you go. Well, like I'm life. still not gonna. It ends when you want it to end, just like life. <laughs> just what kind yeah, of? Yeah, when you twist your cup. It was the that was <laughs> the darkest joke you've ever made. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Barely even a joke. <laughs> Barely even makes sense. Even if you were aiming for it. All right. Okay. Uh, it's impressive that didn't come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so, uh, how are you doing, KPP? Good. I'm glad I just finished chewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went in. <laughs> yeah, you did. Who's standing up? These two are standing up. Right. I don't know if it's my age, but I've been sitting more since we've been home a lot more and my hips hurt, so standing hopefully alleviate that. Hmm. Uh, I'm just doing it because she's doing it, and it reminded me that I should be doing it. So, yeah. Thanks, KPP. She fast forwarded mm -hmm. the time on Animal Crossing. Would you fast forward the time on Animal Crossing? No, I've never played it, and neither have I, because KPP hasn't played it. But if she did, I'm just saying I might. I was gearing up to do a jump off a bridge. Joke, but <laughs> just don't worry about it. We've already um, done one of those today. <laughs> <laughs> we should just move on. Just setting myself up. So, um. Yeah, KPP. So actually, this week, weirdly enough, KPP did actually have uh, flights booked to come to England and build me a desk. But unfortunately, because of the uh, coronavirus and stuff, she couldn't get on those flights. So, um, oh, yeah, I guess we'll do that another time. I'll get the piping from Home Depot and pack it in my luggage. Yeah. Yes, you will. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> She's going to build me a desk. Um, she was going to build me a how, desk. How tall are you? Exactly six foot to the millimeter. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's really weird. When I got measured once, um, uh, they were like, this is amazing. You're like literally six foot to the millimeter. I'm probably shorter now, though. You shrink a little bit, right? That was when I was about 20. Yeah, your bones, well, gravity pulls you down. <laughs> yeah, it's not just been gravity. Um... <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, this is the last episode of Dying oh, Order, so God. we can get away with saying pretty much anything because when Dying Order ends, that is okay if the channel gets taken down, I guess. Um, so feel free to make whatever heinous jokes you want. Um, we, uh, we, we, I have been teasing all week. I've been specifically teasing Pumpkinberry that it's TPK week because the group uh, didn't prepare to fight a demon and ran in and decided to fight a demon relatively underprepared um and uh and i've been joking about it but really also kind of uh probably i don't really know if this is going to be one of the harder fights that you've dealt with considering that the the first real fight you had in the whole thing was against a massively overpowered spider but Okay, but the first thing he did was grab Aura and kiss her for half her health. So I think. Uh, yeah, and that was only yeah. because she like got a natural twenty on a con save and. Keep the good thing. It's still on the screen. Been, yeah, otherwise it could have been worse. Five D ten Christ. plus five. We um, gotta keep the tank alive, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty low. <laughs> well, you do have a. 
about my fishing adventures in Animal Crossing and I am butthurt. Oh, I didn't realize I had to. You can just speak when you want. You're an adult now. No, <laughs> I'm not. This no. isn't a school class. I am, could... I am not. What have an you adult. caught in Animal Crossing? Actually, yeah. All you're... four sharks. That there is you go. unbelievable. I caught four sharks. I'm fucking That's impressed. That's it. That's all I had to say. I'm fucking impressed with that. <laughs> Um, if I knew what it meant, I might be able to say anything else. I went else. to Australia and caught the sharks. Wait, it's set in the real world? Wait, yeah, what? Yeah. Well, I think it's the Southern Hemisphere or something. That's no, one of my world. mods uh, is Australian. And so I went to his his island and he uh, had like the sharks and puffer fish and all the cool fish cool. that I don't That's have. That's why you go to everyone's <laughs> island. Yeah, they to get steal their other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, steal their fish and fruit. <laughs> fish yeah. and fruit. Uh, right, okay. That actually sounds more interesting to me. It's the first time I've, that any anything anyone has said to me about this game that's made sense. Like you go to each other's islands because that's where you get different stuff. So do you pick where you start then? Pick your, yeah, where your island is in the world? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you pick a lot of details about where your island is. You can actually say you're in the Southern Hemisphere. But obviously I said I'm in America, so. So why is it set on Earth if everyone's like an anthropomorphic animal person thing i'm not i'm a human oh they are humans are they well i'm a human they're, they're furries neighbors are the furries i'm pretty sure they're all furries i mean you're catching animals and you can't catch them so i'm pretty sure they're furries yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. are there fish people yeah uh, well, there's there's octopus um, that are your neighbors, and they I I would suppose they would freak out if you were to catch an octopus in front of them. You have That's frog neighbors too. And, and fishing. You're fishing. horrified. <laughs> you said that, KBP. Are there fish people? Uh -huh. Oh my god! It was a legit question. I actually <laughs> was wondering. So that was KPP's unique selling point there. Fish people. Yes. <laughs> I'm buying it today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a switch, but I'm getting one. Just for this game. Okay. Well, um anything else you want to die? Pocket you <laughs> else? Uh, what else have you been up to? You know what? That's about all that I've been up to and so all right. I'm good now. Thank you. How did you like that new tool album? Oh, I love it. I, I bought the actual like collector's book uh that plays music when you open it. What? What? A book that plays music. What kind of D and D item is that? What do you mean oh. a collector's book that plays music? They have a book that plays music. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if but anyone's selling me, a magical you... book, it would be Tool. So that makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, you asked me about the new Tool album, or did I just completely make that up in my mind right now? <laughs> I, just didn't, I, I don't understand how the book plays music. I don't ever want to know. You open it up and it plays music. It like, and it has this LCD screen that you can charge. Like those birthday cards that open up in the store and then they just start shouting at you. It's like oh, that. those are annoying. No, this one you plug in, it'll charge, and then it has like a screen that it plays like you know the animation over and over while it plays the music oh that's cool yeah yeah all right it's well cool. i'm gonna you have to bring that to show and tell next week um okay or uh for all the class oh, i mean it's right here all right show me it oh yeah show, show it, it. Where's I have show it on my desk hold on i gotta get the nine million things on my desk out of the way um no yeah it's right it's right uh can you see this yeah Oh yeah. Is it upside? Oh, I don't think I charged it. But it right matter. here, you open it up and it plays um 
Just yeah, right there on the screen. And there's speakers and stuff, and you just charge it, and you can actually just have it open like that. So that's pretty uh, neat. Yeah, that's that is pretty neat. Yeah. Fucking cool. Once I heard that they did this, I was like, I "Oh, I'm buying that." Calm down, yeah. Wax Steven. Seems, uh, yeah, no, no, he's freaking out that it's gonna mute the VOD on, uh, if he plays a <laughs> fucking through Zoom crackly, broken, distorted tool track. Uh, oh, it's, oh, no, 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 there's no, there's, I don't think it's any album music. I think it's just like background filler music of some sort. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's not charged anyway. Cause I, I ran it, I ran it out. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it would have done anything. I, I thought about it first as well. It's been, that was my job for five years was to avoid odd mute things i'm i do it in my everyday life someone starts playing music nearby i'm like um, okay. it doesn't matter it's fine you're in the elevator yeah constantly <laughs> knocking it. people's phones out of their uh, hands <laughs> no <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah so uh so last time on the uh on the dungeons and dragons uh, uh, show that we run here called Dying Order that we're all in, <laughs> we're all a part of. Sorry, I, got, I was trying to get things to pause. It won't pause. Twitch won't pause. Okay, there it is. Um, you all um, approached this uh, temple. It's a temple to the, the goddess Auril, but really I feel like maybe you're starting to guess that it's some sort of more of a front almost for uh, maybe a cult uh, something like that um, and uh, maybe it's run by a demon uh, uh, you guys got there you had a kind of a plan to send in this uh, kind of paladin that you have with you he's not your knight in shining armor typical paladin but he does have some of the abilities of a paladin aka kind of a sonar to, to determine if there are any demons or fiends or undeads and creatures like that nearby um plan was to send him forward to see if he could scout the area out a little bit and as he did so he approached the doorway he did scan the uh the area he managed to receive a kind of whatever divine um sonar ping back it revealed to him that in fact there were lots of demonic things and and lots of demonic energy and this is a terrible uh place um it was at that moment that suddenly the place was swarmed by uh, these creatures called mephits, these sort of flying ice-looking creatures, kind of like bat, demon, impish things, um, and as well as a few uh, kind of um, devoted cultists uh, came running out, and you you were drawn into a, a fight outside. Eventually, you went inside, and uh, the fight had died down. There were lots of humans in there, people that seemed to have come in out of the cold from the snows that are falling all over the crin. They sort of turn to this goddess, who's mostly a feared goddess, um, questionable in their um, in their faith, uh, and they are all kind of trapped in these blocks of ice, almost tortured um, tortured in these in these blocks of ice. There were lots of them, rows of these people, um, kind of looking at you, a little kind of milky eyed. Um, uh, you engaged with the head priest there, known as Jackwin. Um, we've all kind of deemed now that this is in fact Igan, who is the uh, demonic father of Suna. Um, and uh, we had seen him previously in a one-shot that we ran with uh, three of you playing the parts of uh, each of these characters. KPP's character, Igan, who was particularly awful and evil, 
um, created the character, if he had been really, really nice and really forgiving and friendly and willing to help people, probably this would have been a completely different uh, experience. But unfortunately, he was truly How awful. How is that supposed to happen when you say you're playing demons? I don't know. Okay. So, I mean, if that had Wasn't happened, it sex demons too, incubus. They are, yeah. but I'm trying not to be too like horrendously sexy because uh, I'm the only boy here. <laughs> I'm scared of the internet. So he's a charm demon now. He's just very charming um, and British. He's got a cup of tea in his hand. Um, no, he is. He is very. He's quite sexual. Um, uh, KPP's character aura did feel a little uh, stirring uh, at one point. Until eventually falling completely in love with him, um, as they were, uh, uh, he's sort of sending out these pulses of, of charm waves and things. Um, he seems to have, he seems to be stronger than he should be as well. I don't think anybody really has a huge uh, knowledge on on incubuses in the world here, but they're really not. Uh, they're not the most powerful demons. I mean, compared to your average human, they're incredibly powerful and awful and and scary, but. Um, they're not like, you know, Baphomet stomping around crushing cities or anything like that. Um, but this one does appear to be a lot stronger. He seems to be bolstered by elements uh, of power that shouldn't be his own necessarily. The, um, the, uh, he seemed to be quite confused as to why you was there, but not surprised that you were there as well. Um, he didn't seem to know anything about the Dying Order or anything that you were speaking to about. He didn't know who Deovaki was. Um... However, you did mention that you needed to find Lord Chiba, and then that kind of frightened him. He revealed, uh, or his brother also appeared, Zolmus, looking suspiciously like uh, <laughs> Bo here. Um, Bo recognizing his um, childhood uh, influence, I guess, kind of in the same way that Pocket is wearing a tall hoodie. Bo is constantly wearing the <laughs> look of Zolmus kind of walking around. <laughs> um, the sex demon yeah Bo's got a little magical book that when you open it up it reads scripture from the book of Zolmus um, and uh, 101 ways 101 ways to <laughs> murder your way to evil uh, I don't know but he was looking bigger as well Zolmus uh, seems to have done something as well he, he seems to be much larger physically <clears throat> more imposing stronger than he was when we first saw these um, demons when they were shackled and enslaved by Lord Chiba, um, they uh, just seem to be kind of smaller, thinner, weaker. Now they seem to have flourished um, in whatever way since getting out, um, since uh, breaking free of that um, enslavement to this to this devil, this ice devil. Um, there was a conversation. Um, it didn't seem to be going in your favor. You tried to kind of convince one or two of them to join you. Bo offered himself to Zolmus as a as a devoted follower. Um, Zolmus kind of left it to see how things played out. Um, he was kind of happy. The, the brothers seemed to be okay with you killing the other one, um, but not. they don't seem to be too allied with one another, but also it seems to be more of a neutral thing. They seem to be more uh, focused on themselves. And uh, Zolmus... Left, left you uh, in there. Igan uh, was frozen for a moment by Kalugi. Kalugi had managed to uh, stun him um, for, for about, I think it was about two turns in terms of combat yeah. time. And um, eventually he broke free of that and decided that 
and, and then turned on all of you. He did manage to charm Aura entirely to his um, side. Um, Aura believing that this was uh, not just uh, her friend, but just straight up, she's just in love. Like she's feeling all of the emotions um, that she would feel if she was head over heels in love with this person. And while she doesn't necessarily t see you guys as uh, enemies or anything like that, she does, you know, completely... Doesn't want Teddy to die. Yeah, she's she's stuck here for a bit. Um, he did kiss her, and it was a terrible draining kiss, which uh, had the potential, I guess, to do 55 damage. 5d10, yeah. Um, but did uh, 26, and on a con save, she... Um, she uh, resisted the death that was definitely coming, and if that if you reduce if you're reduced to zero HP with that kiss, it does instantly kill you. So um, Aura once again narrowly escaping the jaws of death somehow. I I don't know what you did in a previous life to a previous DM KEP as plays, but um, I think you're reaping that karma in this campaign. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we'll see. What the fucking I don't thing know. to say. I mean, I don't. At this point, I don't know <laughs> what is doing this to KPP's dice rolls here. Um, if we were at a physical table playing together, I would force her to microwave her dice and buy a new set or something. I'd buy her some new dice, something like. That. But this is roll twenty. I don't know. Something's up with the amount of times you keep getting uh, you getting hit. So it must you must have played D and D at some point in the past. Like, Wax Steven during uh, um, Sector 49 afterwards must have just been like, I'm, I'm putting a He put a, a curse hex. on me? Yeah, he's yeah. Oh, he cursed me? He must the have The only done. thing I'll say in Wax defense is he didn't make you run up to a demon and look him in the eyes. That is true. You did run straight up to a charm demon and get as close to him as you possibly could and look directly into his eyes, which... Um, <laughs> I'm from the country. I don't know any better. I know. It's fair it's, enough. It's adorable, but it is also extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, to, that's pretty much where it was. And, and he snapped out of his um, thing. Oh, also, Bo fired an arrow at the sphere that was kind of sticking up out of the ground and it cracked it. Um, and uh, he didn't seem happy about that. He didn't seem happy about it at all, no. Um, as it stands, everyone is still alive at the uh, beginning of this this hour seventh episode. What is it? What are we on? Something like that. Oh God! Please don't party wipe. <laughs> we're in. We're in too deep. Um, and uh, I will return us now to this this map where you guys were. Um, but before we begin, there is of course a video game cut. <gasps> um, for real? It's not a real. No, it's not a real video game okay. cutscene because I. Uh, well, I meant something to watch. Yeah, I don't hatch. I can't edit okay. videos. I'm not good at it. Um, a video game cutscene just means you, you're not allowed to. You can't shoot. We anything. can't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <Got> it. <laughs> uh, it's just my DM way of being like, you can't do anything right now. Aura. You are actually at home. Uh, you are in your um, your cottage, which we saw, we've been to, we have visited, but 
we have never um we have never oh, we did see it we saw it right at the beginning in the summer in the summer it is a lovely warm summer's afternoon you're indoors and um you're cooking you're making uh, a stew of some sort what type of stew do you think you'd be making it would definitely be a veggie stew with like potatoes and carrots and root vegetables and a veggie broth and i'd be making dumplings some flour to drop in it yeah you're standing there the the stew is cooking up over this kitchenette that we've seen before um the the smell of this stew that you're cooking fills the the room fills the cottage the sun from outside is cascading in through the window. You maybe even recall like your own mother standing in pretty much this exact same spot, creating the exact same meal for you as a girl. And as you glance behind you, you see your beloved husband, Igan, sitting at the table. He's playing with this small little carved figurine of a winged demon with your daughter. Um, what is her name? I have a daughter. You hey. have a daughter, yeah, and a beloved husband. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're sitting at this table. He's kind of playing with this thing. She's kind of jumping up and laughing. Two of them having a great time while you prepare this meal. I would name her... Uh, Iris. So Iris and Igan are playing with... Um, these uh, these little toys that seem to be, have been carved out. When suddenly there's this this terrible crash, as the door to your cottage is is broken down, and you f- sort of turn suddenly, Igan grabbing at your daughter and bringing her in close to him. As several bandits move into the room, their swords are pulled from scabbards. Three men, two women, their nasty twisted faces kind of scouring over your belongings. They land on your daughter, and your husband kind of cowers in fear. You know that he's no fighter at all. Um, you are. Your sword hangs above the kitchenette. Your bow leans against the table beside you. And these two things, you, these, these bandits moving into the room, might be the only thing that stands between these bandits, your home, and your family. However, back in the temple everybody else sees aura kind of stumble backwards from this uh from this priest jackquin as she turns to face you her her face is kind of oddly slack her lips are black with these dark veins that are running uh in lines up her face away from these lips her eyes are kind of glazed over. Um, not, not, uh, they're kind of glossy, but you can still see that she's there, but she doesn't seem to be kind of like fully present as she turns away from, from Igan, who standing there behind her begins to transform and change. And you saw the beginning of this before. As he, um, he, uh, turns and he, he regains the control of his body, he, begins to kind of grow a little in size. He goes from being a kind of average sized, uh, average height human, and he just, he grows maybe a foot taller, his body kind of stretching upwards, his 
um, cloak falling from his back and this high priest Jaquin who we know as Igan, the kind of incubus. He's also part warlock. Um, many of his features are blindingly attractive. A human man, just, you know, conventionally extremely attractive, sort of chiseled look, Hollywood kind of guy. Um, and they remain, however, horns curl outwards from his temples. Small horns, not quite tiefling-like, but they still they grow outwards and curl kind of upwards. From behind him, a set of wings unfurl, and as they do so, he lowers his hand quickly to the large icy blue sphere that is sitting embedded uh, the ground of this, of this altar area. And as his hand touches it, this pulse of of energy kind of pushes out and washes across the room here and the um the room itself begins to heat up you guys can sense that the the um the room was pretty damn cold basically and it begins to heat up a lot you see the icy white walls literally melt away. The heat of the room shooting up around you from an uncomfortable cold to an unbearable heat as the floors crack underneath all of you, including Grimm and Kalugi who jump backwards away from what's happening. Aura stands kind of um, transfixed as lava bubbles up and pulls around your feet, each of you jumping away moving away from this sudden transformation of the room. Where Igan was standing before, he stands now upon a pillar. His form changed once more. He appears large, grey-skinned. He's got a big cloak over his body. His eyes are now fully red, glowing from underneath the cloak. And he's kind of on his own island here surrounded by coffins and caskets inside of them the bones of the long dead lying still uh from the ground around you bones hands burst up from the uh from the ground skeletons pulling themselves upwards six in total each in different attire, in, in different attire. One of them's in kind of light armor with a bow on its back. Another in rags like an urchin. Another with a broken loot kind of hanging from a rag spun from its shoulders. And they shamble and shuffle, moving up from the ground about where you are. Ahead of you, up on this kind of island, standing at the center of it in, on a pillar, this gigantic form of Igan, crackling with dark energy, um, changed, transformed stands and uh, addresses each of you and says I have become more powerful than you could ever understand even you my wretched daughter I am connected to Asmodeus my power was much before and now I am more than even my brother knows I am more than Chiba ever dreamed I could be I have supped on soul after soul in this den of iniquity, in these walls of fear, this mortal tomb. I drain them and they empower me. He um, kind of like grips, 
grips one of his hands and you see kind of aura shift and change. She grips at a at the uh, sword in her hands, turning around, looking not at all at the skeletons that are moving around, but looking at those of you beside her. Um, she finds herself between you, Suna, and you, Bo, and she looks towards you as if you're the skeletons. A little bit of fear and, and uh, a grimace over her face disgusted with you. Igan, um, Igan says, I draw power from the Arch Fiend. You had one chance. You had 12 long seconds and you squandered them. You have come to me to grovel. For my help, unprepared, I shall slake in your blood. Lay witness to my other children, daughter. Brandishes his hands across the skeletons that are rising up out of the ground. And I need everybody to roll some initiative. Please. Damn. Remember to click on your token when you do it. I shall roll for each of the skeletons. Would I still be in stealth though because I was stealth up above? Uh, no, as far as you can tell, you're a completely different place. You, uh, the, the, everything around you, the, the, uh, the illusory kind of temple and stuff melted away and you find yourself now in this kind of lair. Um, before you is, is Igan in what can only be his true form. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's kind of like looking at everyone. He seems to be slightly more focused with Suna, slightly more interested in her. Um, but, uh, yeah, everything is reset as far as you can tell. You're, um, you're not currently stealth, uh, but you are set apart from everybody at least. Um, uh, Grim and Kalugi are there, both of them kind of, um, standing around, uh, looking shocked. Grim suddenly seeing a skeleton rise up out of the ground immediately to action, grabs at his longsword. And uh, Kalugi kind of like grabs at his head and, and stumbles backwards. He's still recovering a little from whatever charm or spell it was that he cast. And uh, Aura, you are actually on a different initiative. Uh, wow, there's a one for the skeletons. Uh, let's see here. Is everyone on here? Asunabo, Ellie, Aura, uh, Grim, Kalugi. Behind my cup. Let's see everyone. Aha. Uh -huh. So actually, Aura, you are uh your initiative is one above the highest rolled of your comrades because none of this is taking you by surprise. Uh you are actually at 17. You react first. Um, <clears throat> pretty much the same situation as last time, but if, in case you hadn't worked it out, you are perceiving this to be uh, invaders, brigands, bandits breaking into your house right now. The only people that you can see around you are Grim, Zuna, Bo, and Kalugi. However, again, in your reverie, trapped inside whatever's going on there, you recognize uh, none of them. They just you know, they appear to be bandits here. You're in your house. I'm not going to, you know, you can figure it out. So um, the only people that you see that are hostile to you are bandits in the positions where Grim, Suna, Bo, 
Ellie and Kalugi are. What would you like to do? I'm going to grab my sword from above the kitchen. Uh, or above in the kitchen, wherever it is, and I'm just going to rush towards Suna and start swinging. All right, give me the attack roll. Suna, Aura it suddenly does once again, grabs at her sword, glossy-eyed, brings this, this great sword up and rushes suddenly towards where you are. Aura? She swings it at you. Um, on an eight, she misses. So what do you do to avoid this? I just step to the side because I assume she's... I, honestly, I think she's trying to hit someone behind me. Right, so yeah. So I kind of just move out of her way. And then when I see she's there's no one behind me, Aura, what are you doing? Can I hear what she's saying? Nope. These people are not saying anything to you. Uh, I, yeah, my eyes are just glossed over and I probably... I'm looking at you, but like a zombie almost moving with my movements she kind of moves sluggishly for a moment as she brings this sword up and down you kind of move out of the way of it the sword is huge it hits the ground chips at the stone underneath and these this uh uh, metal and and stone clash uh mr kalugi there's something wrong with aura clearly she ain't looking right just make sure to take a step back from her Kalugi is uh, Kalugi's looking around him and he he looks back and forth two or three times and says now I don't know I don't I don't know what's going on I have no idea what's going on but something's not right right what was fake the place or this place he grabs his sword brings can it out we, anyway can we see the orb like thing no that was in the last scene? Alright, interesting. There's, there is no uh, no orb or anything like that. There's just a sort of very, very large looking uh, demonic figure. Uh, very similar looking to how Igan was as he was transforming, but much bigger, much stronger. His skin turned kind of sallow and grey. Uh, okay. cloak over his head. His wings out, spread out before him. Standing upon a pillar in the centre. Everything else, it's almost like you're in a cave. Um, with this lava and a central island. Um, no real access to the island, by the way. The, the, there are steps that seem to lead over to it. It looks like you can easily make this jump. Um, maybe if you were fleet of foot, you can do little jumps across to the island if you wanted to. But really, he's kind of, uh, you're, you're separate, you're in separate areas, um, as it stands. Uh, Aura, anything else on your turn? I know this is, I'm just checking. We haven't, I, I haven't recouped any of my spell slots or anything, correct? Nope, everyone is at whatever they were at at the end of last week, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I, I there's some things I can do, but I'm just gonna choose to not do anything at the moment. Okay, give me a wisdom save. You do still have a bardic inspiration. Okay, I'd like to use that. <laughs> well, you can roll first and then determine whether you want to add the d6. I'd like to, well... Do you want to use the whiz say? Uh, that's a 6, so you can roll a d6, which means that will be a maximum of a 12 if you roll the max. I have a feeling that won't be enough, so I'm going to save, save it. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep, you remain in the sort of dream state here. These people are rushing into your home, trying to get at you and your your family. And uh, that's the end of your turn, which brings us to Igan Prime. 
who? Let's see what he wants to do here for you. Um, mm. I think, um, yeah, I think, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Suna, make me a, um, a wisdom saving throw as well. 18. 18. You, um, you hear Igan speaking. Which languages do you speak? Uh, infernal, primordial, and gnomish, hmm. and common. Then in, uh... In infernal, you hear him in incanting this uh, this spell. It seems like a spell that you uh, you recognize something that that is you know not too strange or demonic in origin. Um, and as he's kind of incanting, your body begins to kind of freeze. Your muscles tightening up. Um, what do you do to shake off this whole person spell? Oh, um. I like to think that I can feel my muscles tightening up a little bit, and I I look at him, and he's he's probably not making eye contact with me, right? Oh, he's, he's just... looking right at you. He's got one oh. hand kind of up doing this while he's. Right. And I just simply I I put my I put my enchanted walking stick down, and I step to the side. I just sidestep. Yeah, he smiles, and says. <clears throat> I did wonder if you had any skill, child. You won't be wondering for long. Continues to smile at you. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I think that'll do. Grim, um, looking around uh, where you guys are, kind of sees one of these skeletons shambling up. It kind of starts moving towards where you are, um, and Grim steps behind it, bringing his longsword um, out, just stepping immediately into battle as he does, swiping at the uh, the skeleton here with a 20. That's a hit. Uh, need to remind myself what the skeleton's got going on. Um, and on a... Wow, he he hits this skeleton, bringing this, this um, blade across the back of the skeleton. You see bones, ribs, one of the arms kind of explode and snap and break into several pieces, scattering out in front of where you are, Suna. Some of them landing into the lava, but the thing continues to kind of move along um, around where you are. He, uh... Yeah, Grim looks very confused as well. Just seems to be very, very confused. I don't think any his other thing works here, so... He, uh, ends his turn. Um, bringing us to you sooner <sighs> all right um i step away from aura are we engaged currently yes all right um i kind of look at her she is probably definitely going to come at me again one more time but i turn to grim and i say hang tight and i cast enlarge on Grim? Yes. Alrighty then, let's see. It's been a while since I've seen the Enlarge Reduce spell. 
Hey, it's a wall attack. Pulls an object you can Sorry. see within range, grow larger or smaller. Creature, uh, object, ba 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 If it's unwilling, con save. The spell is It just doubles in size, right? That's, that's right. And he gets a bonus, what, d4 to his damage? Uh, let me just double check. Yes. 1d4 extra damage. Big Grim. Um, yes. Grim and kind of. As far uh, as like grappling and all that, he's now medium. Or if he was medium, then now he's large. Yeah, he's large now. He's. Um, Wonderful. Doubles in all dimensions. So he went from being, I think he was like 6'3 or something, to uh, 12 foot uh, large. And he, he gets big. All of his armor growing with him. His sword is just now this enormous um, uh, blade in his hand as he grows and grows and grows he kind of looks around himself and looks down um towards where this this skeleton is and looks over to where this much larger looking igan is and he brandishes his blade over the fire towards where igan is and says i'm coming for you and uh at the end of your turn uh No. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to try to move and disengage from Aura. Um, you can only do a disengage as an Well, action. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to step aside. I know she gets uh, an opportunity to attack me, but yes. I'd like to move out of her range. Um, one of these brigands, these bandits, tries to move, dash out of your way, Aura. You feel like you can very easily try and chop one of these legs off, one of the arms off. Get a nice free hit on this woman, if you'd like. I would. Yeah. All right, give me the attack roll. Ten. Guessing a miss again. Yes. Sluggish moves as she kind of brings this uh, heavy greatsword around towards where you are. She's got lag pretty much from the whatever VR thing she's stuck in and uh, sooner you run away. The bandit, as far as you're concerned, ducks suddenly underneath your strike and dashes to the other side. They start to move all around you now, these bandits that are breaking like into your house. I tuck myself behind this wall, so I don't know if you see me anymore. Um, oh, yeah, Aura doesn't see you, no. She's lost her line of sight on where you are, uh, but she saw where Wonderful. you went, I guess. Yeah, of course, I just mean okay. went behind a corner. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? All right. I, I can see that Horace got the crazy eyes, but I know she's still in there somewhere. So uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt at uh, healing her. Uh, I just hope it doesn't do anything bad to her, considering she's now on the opposing side. Yeah. So um, I cast Healing Word on Aura. You're doing this with the attempt to, like, snap her out of the, the thing? Well, I'm also hoping, too, that, yeah, it knocks her out of her senses. That hope, hopefully she feels that, you know, in, in her eyes, she sees us as, as the intruders, but I'm, I'm hoping that with this, she sees some light in that sense. Yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're familiar. We're not, you know, strangers. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, mutter, I mutter the words, but a boom, <laughs> as, I, as I always do, and I, I hope it's something she remembers. But I, I say that very uh, timidly because, well, I'm, I'm scared she's going to come for me next. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, 
I mean, for you, Aura, there's a horrible, one of these bandits is clearly a mage of some sort. His twisted kind of form suddenly brings his hands up and attempts to um, strike at you. You see all of this, like, lightning energy strike out at you, very Palpatine style, and it catches at you. It stings and it burns. However, in terms of what's actually happening, you do actually get healed um, for eight HP. Your wounds do close, and we see some of these... Um, lines that are on your face um, recede from receiving this um, this magic, but in your uh, in your dream state, it, it hurts, it stings, it feels like you're being electrocuted. Um, anything else? I would else definitely. Oh, I would just say I after I feel that I'm gonna slowly turn and look at Bo. I, I take it it didn't uh, quite uh, work out for you as the, as uh, uh, how I intended. Okay, well, um, I'm gonna go for the skeleton guy that's not too uh, too far from me. Yeah. I'm gonna use my uh, uh, crossbow at it. All right. Give me the All attack right. roll. Twenty. Ten piercing. Ten piercing damage. That was very important. You um, fire off a crossbow bolt. It launches and it cracks into the skull of this um, skeleton. The skull and the crossbow bolt launch off the top of this skeleton's uh, body and fly into the lava behind. You see it hit the top of the lava and then catch on fire and begin to sink. Um, however, the skeleton is still kind of waving its sword around near you. It seems to still be moving without its head, um, kind of wildly flailing its sword and shambling towards where uh, Kalugi is standing. Um, Yikes. Any, uh, anything else? Um, well, I guess I'm going to brace myself for an incoming attack, possibly for Mora. All right. Brings us to Ellie. Over here, you're slightly elevated, just for the record. You're up on a kind of a ledge that's running around the edge of this cavern. I'm going to immediately turn and shoot at the skeleton that's right next to me. Sure, give me that damage. He's far enough away, right, that I won't, like, get punished? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's only anything within five feet of you that would be a short-range thing. Oh, I... Well, I crit on an assassinate, but so that doesn't really... (laughs) Uh, oh yeah, you get it anyway. So yeah, just give me all that damage. And how do you want to kill it? <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, oh, he's dead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say I just turn around, fire it right into his spine, and it like rips his spine out, and the butt, like the rest of the bones, just fall. Yeah, <laughs> fall down. Scatter that classic skeletal oh. bones landing on the ground sound. As uh, yeah, this spine is is sent, exploded into several pieces, um, from the back I'm of him. A- Assuming this, like, this area is shadowy? Yep. It looks like a shadow on the map. I'm gonna go, this is 30, I believe, and go into stealth. Sure. Um, Uh, I mean, the stealth check. Natural one. Oh, no, that was a sneak attack. Never mind. uh, Yeah, that was my sneak. But you said he was dead, so I stopped rolling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah. 17 on the stealth check. Um, classic Ellie kind of moves towards the uh, the shadows there. Um, give me a perception check. Okay. Me? Yeah. Okay. 17. 17. While you're in the uh, in the shadows and, and kind of moving up against this uh, this rock and stuff, 
Um, there's like a scratching at the back of your ears almost. Um, you maybe you bring up a hand to swat at whatever is maybe touching at the back of your ears. Um, and as you do so, your senses um, become a little confused. It's almost like it's, it's not necessarily like you're, you're, you're confusing a feeling in your ears with a sound that then disappears. For a, as soon as you go to swat at it, you kind of realize that there's nothing there and you actually heard something and it just caused your ears to react. Um, do, I, do I have any idea what I might have been hearing? Nope, you didn't even know. You barely caught up, barely caught what it was as you swat at what felt like maybe a fly or something behind you um, before you realized it was not a physical sensation at all. Um, okay. Kalugi. Hmm, let's see. Um, I guess Kalugi would uh, would bring out his his uh, sword and try and swat at this uh, skeleton that's in front of him. Let's see if you can do it. A ten is a miss. You see him. Um, he's got a rapier, which is a very thin blade, and he kind of, uh, in a classic and and um, innate fencing pose thrusts it forwards but it just it goes through all of the bones of the skeleton and the skeleton just keeps rushing like right in the middle of his ribs (laughs) yeah the skeleton rushes across the sword and starts kind of swiping at him immediately um kalugi uh kalugi kind of stumbles backwards and says i'm pretty fucking tired uh after that last thing that i did there um and then avoids as a, a swiping hand um swipes at him here come the skeletons. First skeleton. I'm gonna see if it can see where Ellie is. Um, cannot. Rushes towards where Kalugi is. Second one rushing towards where Kalugi is. Uh, that one and that one. These two move towards where Grim is and begin their assault here. Let me roll some swords. They have swords. They're like those classic Jason and the Argonauts looking guys. From left to right, 16, 14, 17, and 18. So I think Kalugi's going to take some hits. And I need to remind myself of what Grimm's AC is. 17. So two of these guys kind of just run up against this gigantic version of Grimm now, um, swinging their swords at these now huge greaves and... and, uh, and um, heavy splint mail as they ching ching um he's not even looking at them he's still pointing his sword at Egan. he's uh he's he looks pretty angry however the other two do hit kalugi um oh my god there's only two there four and six um you see him kind of like bring that rapier out real quick he parries one of them but it runs down the uh the length of his his sword as the other one brings the Kind of an old, blunt-looking chip scimitar across his uh, across his side. His leather's no match, really, for such a close and heavy hit. You see him take uh, uh, ten piercing damage as they slice open a part of Kalugi. He stumbles sideways and says, "That's just a flesh wound, you little phony shit." He kind of pushes his arm out, trying to get the skeletons off of him. They kind of swarm in to where he is, bringing us to Aura, who is looking at Bo as if he is a horrible, nasty mage trying to electrocute her. I, um, 
I'm going to turn around really slow, like in zombie movies when they don't successfully catch what they're hunting, and then they turn around and look back at something that made a noise behind them. My sword's dragging on the ground, but I just, I turn slowly, and then I break into a full run and bring my sword over my head to try to hit Bo. All right, Can I ask a question yeah. regarding her attacking? Because Bo is the one that got protection from good and evil. Does that come into effect here? Um, That spell is for sure dropped since Aura is no longer... Or it was oh, Aura's okay. spell and it was a concentration yeah. spell, so... Oh, I was just wondering if this was going to help him at all. <laughs> does she do her with her save now? Oh, before her attack the end or of her after? Turn. Uh, uh, so... Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a concentration spell. So yeah, that that she snapped out of that soon, like a long time ago. Yeah, give me that attack roll. Seven. You can use your bardic inspiration on this attack roll if you'd like. No, I'm gonna save it. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, seven. I'm guessing that misses you, Bo. Yeah, that that misses. Aura brings this sword across to where Bo is. How do you avoid this thing? This giant, great, big, like, buster sword-looking size thing is launching towards your head right now. I, I take a step back, and I'm just looking at her in, in fear, and I'm trying to assure her, Aura, it's me, Bo. We're friends. Whatever's happening to you, you're not yourself. Uh, I would be unresponsive. Yeah, give me the whiz save. You uh, end in your turn. Want to use that bardic inspiration? Yes, I do want to. All right, roll me a d6. Yep. Three of thirteen is not enough. You, uh, you for a moment there, like you see, like a brief second of clarity, maybe wash over Aura's eyes before um, Igan in the background. Uh, tightens his fist in the air and she returns back to that reverie. In front of you, in your in your sort of house here, this horrible mage is cackling these uh, incantations. The others are moving around the room, your husband and child cowering behind you as you stand in front of them with this blade out. Um, Igan will, with his eyes on you, Suna, again, Mm. Can he see me? I'm hiding behind a giant. <laughs> you are hiding behind a giant, uh, but you're not technically hiding mechanically, so yeah, he can see I'm you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh... All right. Give me, um, in fact, no, you know what? You know what's going to be much better? Is if this happens here. I think next to you, you you see like he's got one hand that's kind of gripped in the air as if he's holding on to this spell that is, uh, that is keeping Aura enthralled. Um, with his other hand, he, he, um, he carves a kind of uh, a runic um, symbol in the air. Um, and you see it appear next to you as he's uh, as he's carving it in the air. This this fire appears next to you, and then suddenly there is a floating sword next to you. Um, Do I recognize the rune? Uh, 
you can give me, uh, I guess, a religion or a history check. Four. Nope. No clue. <laughs> nope. It's, uh, I, there are lots All of right. runes. Lots of runes there are um, in the, uh, yeah, in the Does world. it, like when I move, does it move with me? The sword? No, it seems yes. to be completely independent. All right. Uh, as it appears here. And All right. Now, I just need to... Uh... Oh, good. Okay, let's see. Okay, I have to roll it here, I guess. Ooh. Um... Is it 22 a hit? As the sword appears next shield. to you. You want to do that? Yes. This this sword appears where the um the the rune was, and then suddenly it swipes um uh, uh, horizontally towards you. In the last moment, you bring up that that um, shield, and it stays where it is. Um, Igan, kind of moving his hand, turns the sword so that it rises up a little bit and points towards you. Smile still across his face. Um, Fucking two concentration shit. He's a beast. Oh, maybe. Maybe one is concentration and one is not. Uh, let's see. Either is horrifying. Either is, is horrifying. Uh, he's got a lot of fucking cool tricks. <laughs> he's like a triple multi-class. This is best. Actually, no, he's just an incubus multi-class. It's fucking wonderful. Um, Grim's turn. Yeah, Grim's turn. Uh, Grim with his attack rolls. Does he get a bonus to attack rolls or just? It's a uh, strength. Uh, let me just read. Ooh. Advantage on strength checks and saving throws. Then, so he brings this uh, this giant, great big sword down. <laughs> the his size—he's not used to it. He brings it slightly too high. The skeleton kind of rushing underneath him, swinging its own blade at him. He misses the skeleton underneath where he is. You see him now, kind of battling with these two skeletons, nipping at his legs. Um, sooner as it's your turn. Ah. Uh. I would like to, uh, we see this again, uh, I puncture my, uh, walking stick into the ground. Uh, actually, before I do this, is there any way for me to, if I'm looking around, uh, I kind of wanted to see if maybe this was, uh, illusionary, but I realized that would be an action, so I'll take that back. I go ahead and I, I put my walking stick into the ground and I, I double it. Um, and I'm going to cast Frostbite on the two skeletons here on either side of Grim. All right. What is that? Uh, they must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, they'll take 1d6 cold damage and have disadvantage on the next attack. Okay. You con checks left and right. 20 and 19. Yep. That'll do it. They make it, and does it do anything happen on a make? 
Uh, nope. All right. I think um, as you're casting the spell, um, you're looking towards these skeletons, and in the distance, standing on this kind of pillar, um, one hand gripped in the air, the other kind of just uh, waving as he as he controls this sword next to you. Um, Igan, with his his wings kind of twitching, every now and then they they stretch out as a show of power and then wrap underneath him again um, a flash of those red eyes you can see him looking at you and uh, I, think, I think it I don't know maybe maybe distracts you or maybe it, it boosts these uh, skeletons resolve in some way but your spell doesn't land and they shake it off before anything happens want to do anything else? Uh, nope, I will wait here. All right, Bo, your turn. There's an, a, a crazed aura in front of you trying to uh, yeah. pop your head Ooh. off. Skeletons There's just a crazed aura, else. and uh, yeah, poor Kalugi's got uh, two skeletons on him, and it's uh, definitely very hot in here. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. Um, okay, um, I'm gonna go for the very same uh, skeleton I attacked uh, with my uh, crossbow to help uh, poor Kalugi out. Okay. Oh God. And 11 is a miss, yeah. Oh, dang. All right. Well, I tried. Sorry, Kalugi. Bad rolls. Um, okay, I, I turn back to Aura, and um, you think it's possible if, if I could remove charm on someone, considering I know charm myself? Hmm. Give me an uh, arcana Okay. Roll. Let's see. Come on. Oh, God. Uh, you do know a lot of charm spells. You know a lot of <laughs> spells that, um, yeah, that are that are to do with persuasion, suggestion, and and enthrallment and things. But what's going on here is just huge. Um, Yikes! This thing that you're dealing with is just so much more than the, the simple street trickery that you've encountered, even on a magical level, um, even in studies or books or other ways that you might have learned some of your spells, tales that have been told to you by other bards or teachers and mentors through your life. This is just on a scale that is beyond anything you understand. It, simply, you don't really understand it. You understand as much as you do in that she's definitely enthralled and controlled and she seems to be... Um, she's definitely not in control of what's happening here, but how you would break her out of it, not too sure. All right, exactly, well... Or, or how you would go about it without, you know, counter charms. I think you know that a counter charm, doing a charm person is possible because we, you know that from last week when you tried it, but that's, yeah, that's yep. really, I okay. think, the only method you know of right now. All right, well, uh, since that's not going to quite work out either, I'm going to cast a hideous laughter on uh, Aura so that she can't attack anymore. And this, you know, she'll just constantly laugh, you know? Who doesn't like a good laugh? Nice. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, Watch, this is the wisdom she will succeed. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, give me a whiz check, This please, is the Aura. one. Better not. One. Oh, just barely made it. 14. Mine's a 14. Uh, makes it, breaks it. Yeah, she just... Yeah. She just, um, yep. Yeah, you, you, in your reverie here, Aura, oh. you see all of these twisted faces of these bandits and they all start to laugh at you, maniacally kind of laughing at your failure to protect your family. You know that they're going to eventually kill you kill your husband, probably kidnap your 
daughter take everything from your house that was passed down to you and, and escape. Um, and they're, they're laughing. They're laughing at you endlessly now. Mm, you want to do anything else, Bo? No, that's about uh, as best as I can do right now. Right. I guess brace again for an uh, incoming attack. That brings us please, to... Please don't kill me, or <laughs> Ellie. Uh, what do you want to do? I fire off an arrow at the uh, skeleton that has not been damaged by Bo. Yeah, the, so the skeletons have got a blue, green, yellow, and red marker on them, just to make it easier I, if you want to shout red skeleton. Uh, I guess it'd be red skeleton, he's right there. Okay, 24's a hit. Um, okay. And then... Uh, 8 plus 6 is enough to kill it. How do you kill this one? Um, I'd say I just lob its head off. Yeah. <laughs> just right there. It goes, like, flying into the lava. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the skeleton's kind of like wildly <laughs> swinging towards Kalugi. He kind of hits at it to kind of uh, knock it away from him, and suddenly its head vanishes from its body, and the rest of its body falls um, kind of into bones. Most of them falling now towards that lava that's falling around the island that Igan is standing on, and another one is taken down. And then uh, you move and hide again. I'm gonna move and hide again. <laughs> All right. Um. So also, we spoke after the stream last week about you moving and, and hiding, and if you're hidden from the thing that you're attacking, you'll have advantage on the attack roll, so... Uh, yeah, that's why I rolled with advantage, but the first one hit, so... Yeah. So, um... Yeah. I'll just... As I'll long tell as you I'm moving you, uh, and hiding. Yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, the, that's the, the rule here, by the way, for everyone watching as well. Um, just sneaking and moving. Every time she fires an attack, the enemies know where she is because she kind of pops out of cover and goes bang. Um, and if she moves to a separate location and, and rolls another stealth check, it's considered that she kind of runs, hides behind a barrel, gets into a shadow, that kind of thing. Um, Kalugi's turn. I think he'll probably swing at that guy again. Kalugi looks like he's spell sick, by the way. Um, he swings. Oh, that's a hit. Probably enough to kill this thing too. Oh, easily. Yeah, he swings wildly with the rapier. It kind of breaks um, uh, this skeleton in, into several pieces. This one had like a, a broken loot hanging from it. You see the loot fly out. There's a twang from this broken loot that ricochets off of the cave walls before it hits the lava and immediately ignites into flame. Kalugi um, turns around to where uh, where Aura is uh, and, and, and Bo is and uh, says... Uh, it's no bloody use. Uh, what is? What are we doing about her then? I'm not sure. I was hoping to make her laugh, but it ain't doing anything. Uh, all right. Uh, you suppose. got any spells up your sleeve? Any jokes? Yeah, I don't really do spells. I know one spell, and I've already done it. Um, oh boy. Uh, I suppose. Uh, he looks down at his hand. Uh, no. He runs over towards where you are and whips off the uh, ring on his finger, hands it to you, Bo. Wait, wait, what are you doing? You need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She needs it more, right? You lot, uh, you're on some, whatever it is that you're doing, quick. And he thrusts it towards you, pushing it into your chest. Okay, I, I then take it and then I, I then put it on Aura. All right, well, you can do that on your turn. Aura's oh, gonna, dang it. Aura, Aura's gonna try and probably Copy right, yeah. But we'll see True. how it works out. 
<laughs> the two skeletons that are fighting with Grim are uh, going to try and hit him. Wow, they both hit. <gasps> Amazing. I have ten. Two of them just, just cutting through. You see these small um, little broken scimitars uh, finding purchase, finding um, breaks in Grim's armor, and you see blood suddenly rush out from these from these wounds. Grim kind of um, grunts, but doesn't uh, probably react too much more than that as he swings and moves, stomping around. He's not like giant, giant, but he's still pretty big compared to these skeletons moving around them. And uh, yeah, he continues to swing his sword, avoiding any more damage from them, bringing us to Aura. Your turn. Okay, um... I'm gonna try to hit Bo again with my sword. Alright. Give me that attack roll. Okay. What is your AC, Bo? 14. Right. It's 10. 10. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> you, uh, you grab the ring, turn around, and then the blade just over your head as you duck down some of your hairs rising up and cut off um, two or three perfect um, silver hairs floating oh, down hair. towards the ground. Uh, probably worse than it catching your neck, honestly. But no, true that. Yeah, no, I'd rather have my neck. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, your aura kind of misses again. She snaps her head backwards. Um, kind of nothing more than a, than a slack-jawed kind of look over her face, but in the reverie, probably looking a little more stern as these these uh, bandits are moving in around you. Uh, anything else, Aura? No. Alright, you can make me a wisdom saving throw if you'd like. Oh, okay. <laughs> a fail on a four, surprisingly. She can. She remains enthralled um, by uh, Igan here. Igan, looking towards where Suna is, says, um, says, uh, is this all you've got, daughter? Come on. Even these other children are putting up a better fight. I don't respond, and I don't look at him. He is smiling down at you still. Um, but I guess the first thing he can do is uh, strike at you with the sword. So let's see here. Oh my god, 24? Yes. All right. So, Hold on. Uh-huh. No, yeah, that'll hit me, even if I shield by one. This kind of uh, long, long sword that's in the air that it doesn't even, it looks like a very plain looking long sword. There's a, there's a, uh, a, um, an image that seems to be branded onto the bottom part of it but it swings around before you can catch what it is what it what's going on with it the sword cuts you dealing nine slashing damage as this <laughs> cuts down there's a rip of your clothing and then a, a rush of blood that sp splats on the ground down where you are the sword um you see Igan kind of move his hand swinging the sword in the air and it the, cleans itself the blood flicking off of the tip Come on, you're out of shield spells already? Oh dear, whatever am I going to do with you? And 
then he will take his a main action. Let's see. Oh, you know what actually? No, yeah, no, I can't do that. Never mind. Um Yeah. I think um Let's see here. Who do we have? I think uh, Bo, Ellie, and Kalugi. Uh, charisma saving throws, please. Wow, natural one and eleven from Kalugi. Oh, crit. These natural ones and natural twenties are wild in this campaign, I think. Um, so, you've been baned. You have the bane spell on you. Um, what is that? Let's find out. Together. Um, it is an enchantment. Uh, when you fail the saving throw, when you make an attack roll or a saving throw, before the spell ends, you must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or the saving throw. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Igan. <laughs> Continues to laugh. Grim will attempt to attack one of these skeletons near him on a seven. My god, he misses. How are you missing so much? This is not possible, but he is. <laughs> he's too big. The size of him, he's getting used to it as he swings this sword, um, getting a little frustrated with these creatures as they stab at him, um, moving around. He misses the, uh, the skeleton, but he turns to you sooner and says, Leave these to me, go on. Get over there. Deal with him. And he kind of looks back towards where you guys are dealing with Aura. Alright. I feel that's stupid, but... Um, Come on, there must be something you can do. I would like to... Uh, okay, Brad, this is weird. But I'd like to try it, and I'm going to ask. So I have Mold Earth. Mm. Uh, that allows me to excavate. And you see this, like right by this blue skeleton here there's some flava yep can i just excavate that and then pour it onto the skeleton will you allow that uh i don't see why not it's, it seems <laughs> he just happens to be positioned right there where there is flava the in an adjacent yes it is um loose earth you can excavate and move along the ground deposit it five feet away yes all right. Not as bad as trying would, to fly with it, so yeah. Yeah, I would like to do that then, and hopefully melt this blue skeleton. All right, let me see how much damage lava does. Uh, can you roll me a 3d10? Please, 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 for the love of Pete. 17. It destroys this skeleton. There's a... Yes. Uh, the the uh, earth is excavated near where this thing is, and this lava isn't below you or above you. It's on the same level. It's just kind of barely, you know, it's just being barely held back. 
by like the lip of the edge. It's moving around. It's not the super slow moving lava of the real world. It's flava, which we invented uh, during our last D&D campaign, which means it moves fast for cinematic purposes or faster than normal. Um, it doesn't rush quite as much as water, but the skeleton, being a skeleton, doesn't even know that it's there, swipes it towards uh, where Grim is, who moves his leg, and then suddenly the earth disappears from under it. And this lava moves in, catching the skeleton, burns up one of the uh, the boots on the, on the skeleton's bony leg, and then the fire traveling up the skeleton, breaking it before its leg falls, and the rest of the skeleton falls into the lava underneath it. Clever. Um, Higgin. it... Is there, when I look around, is there any way to him? Um, he does seem to be surrounded by Flava. Yeah, there's really no way to him, um, but you pretty much can just jump over this. There's no penalty, as long as you have the movement. Which which one? Oh, right, okay. Uh, this, okay. This, this one area here. Um, right. You can also, if you, you can pretty much, these little jumps that are like here, for example, you could easily make. Um, but you will make a, a, an acrobatics check or something to do it, so um, they're, they're a little more treacherous. This is a route that you can take with no punishment to your movement at all. Um, all right. it, it will be a jump over the lava, but it's not one that you can fuck up, you know. <laughs> and when I when he says this, when Grim says there must be something that you can do, is there anything that I can think of that... I, I could do against Igin. Unfortunately, I, I, can't I don't think that so. Question for you. Right. Grim right. just thinks you're a wizard, right? He sees a sorceress woman. He right. doesn't. He's just trying to fight these things. Uh, well, yeah, he, he isn't. He isn't saying it as a clue from the GM to the player. He's no, saying no, no, it no, as I Grim just... to Suna. He doesn't know um, exactly what's going on either. Um, Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's up to you to work out. I am going to... I'm engaged with this sword, though, as well, right? If I move, it gets an opportunity of attack. Um, nope, that doesn't... You can move. Oh, all right. Well, shit. Um... I actually am going to move back here. Okay. And that's it. All right. Uh, Bo, your turn. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, all right. First things first, I'm going to swiftly cast a healing spell, a uh, healing word over on... Uh, Suna. Thank you. Eight healing magic. Thank you. So I uh, quickly mutter the, the words to myself, bada boom, and uh, uh, face my uh, hand towards uh, Suna, and uh, hopefully she she uh, swiftly feels that. Uh, oh, I feel it. I close my eyes, breeze. look over, and nod at you again. And I, uh, I smile at Suna, and then uh, I uh, then turn my eyes to the last remaining skeleton and uh, I attempt to attack it with my crossbow. Okay. 19. Give me the uh, damage. Five. Five? How do you kill it? 
Well, hopefully uh, I get it right in between the eyes. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, you fire a crossbow bolt off. <laughs> it launches across to where this skeleton is. Grim kind of steps back from this one. Um, and uh, this skeleton is hit by a crossbow bolt, destroys what's left of it. It falls into bones um, around where the uh, the feet of Grim are. You see Igan kind of react to this as he watches the last skeleton fall, and he says, There's plenty more of my children where those come from. Kind of looks towards where Soon is. And, are you kidding me? Um, what else do you want to do? Um, well, then I, uh, then, uh, turn back to face Aura and, uh, race for impact. Aura, let's play nice, okay? Aura? Alright, you Aura? want to your turn? Yes. Alright. That's where we're going to go to our break. <laughs> uh, when we come back, Ellie, it's your turn. And, uh, we'll see how it, we'll see how it, how it concludes. Uh, alright. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Ooh, there is, this is rough. so stressful. A lot left to uh, to do here, but um, thank you for watching. We have a quick trailer to play you for a new show, which is starting yes. on Table Story on Friday. This Friday's, Friday. Yep. Next mm-hmm. Friday. This Friday. Yes. That's right. Next for yes. Next Friday. Friday. Oh my God. The third. Yes. That's a better way to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what days are anymore. I've lost all sense of time. Um, we have a new, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have a new trailer, <laughs> a new show starting up soon, and we've got a, uh, a trailer to play here now. Hopefully, it does play because my OBS is being weird today. But um, thanks again for watching. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the Super Bowl here. Um, as the gang are fighting with Igan Prime. He's literally just called Igan Prime because I have multiple tokens for character right. sheets and things for Igan, right. and I needed multiple different names for him. Uh, but there he is, looking pretty scary. So, oh, um. Uh, Bo takes out the last of these skeletons, um, bringing us to Ellie's turn. What do you want to do, Ellie? I think you'd see, uh, once she sees the final skeleton go down and, um, well, of course, here's the Igan threat of more. I think you'd see her, like, just pop out of stealth and start running towards Bo and be like, Bo, you idiot! Do you have the ring? Wait, wait, oh, 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 and I, uh, quickly, uh, 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 get the, get the ring that I, uh, uh, placed in my pocket. Did this one? Oh, I was, oh. Well, you could have done this before the fight. You know this, right? Like, before we started fighting, and I'm, like, as I catch up to him, I just, like, I do a gib slap on the back of the head. Ow! And, uh, I'm gonna try and take it from him and shove it on her finger. All righty then. Do you get down on one knee? I, I, I would try to. Nope. Yeah. I'm not uh, romantic. I'm sorry. <laughs> my one and only chance to give a girl a ring, and I messed it up. <laughs> um, Aura, 
Give me an athletics or an acrobatics check. And the same for you, Ellie. The highest one wins. Seven. <laughs> there you go. How do you play this out? And also, um, this will snap you out of the reverie. Oh my god, that was... Uh... I think, you know, Ellie doesn't show a lot of emotion, but getting this close to someone who clearly isn't uh, currently in her right mind and on our side, you could see Ellie be really cautious and nervous about it, but um, she'd probably grab her hand away uh, and just like slide it on and then like jump back. <laughs> and be like, okay, did it work or? Yeah. So it, 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 it does snap me out of it. Yeah, the the it's and it's and it's uncomfortable and, and a violent change of scenery. You're kind of in this ex, ex, extremely realistic dream. There's a uh, one of these these bandits runs towards where your daughter Iris is, putting a hand out to grab at her. You see this bandit reach where your daughter is, and then suddenly everything changes. It's boiling hot. Um, you're stumbling backwards. All of the pain that you feel from the wound that you took, the draining energy, all of the uh, the sensations of this, this cavern suddenly hit you at once. Ellie is kind of jumping back from you and you can see that she's put a ring on your hand. Um, you kind of got a sword that maybe you, the, the weight of the sword catches for a moment and you look around you and everything you see is there. There's this demonic thing on a pillar behind you. There's a giant grim that's dealing with the uh, repercussions of these skeletons that are falling around him. The others are around you looking tired um, and you break out from this thing. And you're fully aware, by the way, of like pretty much why and everything that happened. You can recall it and stuff like that. Do you recall striking at me? Just curious. Um, I think, uh, no, I think while you were in the, the thing, right. you don't really recall, like, what you were doing outside of it, but I, I think you could probably glean that, you know, you were under the, the spell of this thing, whether it had you standing still, or whether it had you, like, fighting against the others, you're not too sure. You still feel tired, and, like, you've been, you feel like you, you know, like, after you've just done a workout, you can tell, you can feel your blood up and stuff like that. Um, do I f do I know that it was Igan who did this to me? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, oh. he he is he's literally like as soon as you snap out of this thing. Ah, very good. And it's smiling. I, yeah, I would like a date, like someone who's been dazed, just blinking a lot and kind of taking everything in, and probably very overstimulated by just everything that's changed. And I would look at. Bo and Kalugi and Ellie and Suuna, if I can see her, and without saying anything, I'm just going to turn and face Igan. Welcome back, my love. <laughs> I don't say anything. I just, I'm working on getting myself ready for what I'm going to do next. Sure. Um, yeah, Ellie, you're finishing your movement, heading over there. Um, yeah, that was... Do, can I move some more, or is that all I can move? You have whatever your movement was. I think you, like, stood here, right? Yeah, well, that, I did I did 30, uh, one... I did 30 right there, but can I... Because... You want to use your dash? I don't, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. You only to, have a bonus action left, so you can move. Yeah, I'm going to move next to Grim. All right. So... Uh... And then, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. So... Uh, that brings us to Kalugi now. Kalugi can do one thing now that he's not under attack. 
Kalugi focuses his attention on um, on Igan, but he kind of stumbles sideways. He's kind of got this um, this strange kind of like spell sickness, and he leans against I think Ubo for for purchase and says, "Hold on, just one second. He holds two fingers to his eyes and and kind of stares towards Igan. And I'm gonna roll one thing. Ooh, nice. He um he. He says, uh, something's not right. That much I can tell you. I don't know how we're gonna take this thing down, but whatever it is, uh, it's gonna take everything we've got, and I've got a... Well, I haven't got much. Well, that surely helps. Thanks. Uh, what's the plan, gang? Whew. That's a great question. Grim is is already kind of like Ellie's moving. Grim turns as if he's going to go with Ellie. I'll cut his head off, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. He starts to move. Right, you just be the distraction. Just stand in front of him for me, okay? Higgin is laughing in the background at you all following you. Seems very relaxed. Confident. Um, Kalugi will move at least. This way. He's heading with everyone. Everyone's kind of moving along. I need to go onto this screen, not the other one. Who was going? Go there. Yeah, he just starts kind of shambling along. He's looking like one of the skeletons you guys have just dealt with. Um, and uh, brings us to Aura. You've snapped out of things. What do you want to do? I'm just angry at this point. Um almost so angry that I can't speak. And mm -hmm. so I'm getting my longbow set up and uh, I'm aiming it at Igan. I'm gonna aim at, okay, you said he's holding things like he's holding his hands up, right? Um, I think now, yeah, the, the hand that was kind of um, holding up the, the spell for you is, is now fallen to one side, but the one of them is up and it seems to be controlling the sword that Ellie and Grimm are running towards by. It, it, it's tracking one of them. Okay, I wanna, I'm gonna try my best to aim at the hand that's doing that. Okay. And um, I'm, before I fire, I'm just gonna, Say loud enough for them, for the group to hear. Is this okay? Is it okay for me to do this? Yes, if you're asking me, don't don't worry about me. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Yeah, fuck him up. You got this. And I'm going to shoot my longbow. Okay. 19. 19 is a hit. 10 piercing. 10 piercing damage. So this arrow launches out, um, fires across the the river of lava here, and there's th this huge form of, of Igan just suddenly takes this arrow. You see it hit him in the chest, you see it impact, you see him move backwards. The hand, which was kind of loose at one side, kind of uh, clenches. Uh, mm, not bad. Talk about heartbreak. Mm. And, uh, you want to do anything else? Um, I'm unfortunately out of spells. However, 
Um, I want... to use Surge, which is an action you can use this to repel the fate of certain allies. Up to two target-friendly creatures takes 1d6 less damage until the start of your next turn. Uh, okay. Did you not you already use your magic? I day? used mine. Oh, you used I didn't yours. use any of my time, mana mm. time magic um, the last time. Cool. Yeah, who do you pick? A bow. Alright. And... Suna. Okay. <gasps> bow and Suna. You see, um... Oh, you know what? You see, um, Aura's hand light up with the sort of, uh, the, the hourglass symbol. Um, and she casts this kind of chronomancy towards you. The um, damage that you take can be repelled to a degree by 1d6 less damage. So if you take any damage until the start of Aura's next turn, you can minus 1d6 off of it. So remember that. And this, your hand is still glowing, Aura, with the, with the power while it's active. Uh, Igan is fucking well interested in it and he says well now what's that that's not something i've ever seen i imagine when i cast it that my tattoo glows and then it's just like electricity goes up my arms and then down my legs and it shoots along the ground towards suna and then towards Bo. and i don't i don't answer him I, hey i'm now. done with him <laughs> Hey, if you tell me what that is, I'll let you out. I'm just silently, like, working on... My, looking at my longbow and getting myself ready for things and just ignoring what he's saying and taking my cues from the group. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's okay. I'll carve it from your dead mind. And... it is his turn. Hmm. Ah, uh, first of all, Ellie, you start running forward, and then from fucking hidden behind a wall, there is a blade that comes flying towards you. Just I a figured. floating <laughs> sword. I figured I was getting attacked. <laughs> Out of nowhere, um, comes at you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, fifteen? Nope, seventeen. Yeah. The um the sword flies towards you, and I think you're like Naruto running across this thing, I assume, and you just kind of duck yeah. under it as it <laughs> flies over the top of where you are. It spins around as if it's going to come back after you again, um, but it avoids... Uh, well, you avoid it. Then, let's see here. Oh, you guys have got Bane as well. I mustn't forget. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, of course. His hand is free now, so... Um, who has done a lot of damage here? Ellie and Bo. Who's killed the most out of Ellie and Bo? Me. <laughs> Is it you, Bo? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've, no, no, no. I said that. I, I've oh. killed the most. You killed the most? Yeah, I've killed three, I think. Okay. Make me a... Charisma Absolutely. saving throw with advantage. 
Uh, okay. Advantage. 17, then minus 1d4. Yes. Three, uh, 14. Makes it down. But just enough. Okay. You, um, you are, uh, you're not enthralled in the same way that, um, Aura was, but you, you are running, you avoid this sword, and then suddenly there's this sound, the, the sound of Igan. You, nobody can hear him, but under his breath almost, you can hear the words of him incanting. You are mine. And then you become friendly towards Igan here. I have a question. Is there any way to get rid of Bane? Um, let's see. Because I didn't roll for it on my last turn. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, there's no saving. Yeah, I think it's just a minute and then. Okay. It's just a cast and then you're under it for a minute. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, there is other ways, but mm-hmm. there isn't a saving throw, basically. Um, you okay. now regard Yigan uh, as, um, at, at best, your friend, possibly a love interest. Um, he seems highly attractive to you. He seems to be as uh, if... I don't even know if these people are your friends, so... It, whatever you perceive a friend to be, because Ellie is a confusing creature, but whatever you perceive a friend to be, he is a friend to you, and he's always been a good friend to you. He is one of your best friends, maybe your only true friend, one of the only people that you confide in and trust. Um, And even though you don't turn hostile towards your friends here, your your comrades, he um, he is absolutely uh, not somebody that you would want to see harm come to and would not attack and however you want to uh, deal with that you can he says come now stop them they don't understand what's going on don't let them hurt me it's she's an assassin she's not gonna be like no stop don't attack she's gonna be like really are you too much of a pansy to fight hey now I, I'm I'm not saying that I can't defend myself, but why are these people hurting me? Come on, make them stop. We can talk this out. Call them off. You know them. I don't. You want me to call them off? Guys, he wants me to call you off. I barely even know these people. Yeah, well, you brought them here. Come on. Help me. And I, like, look at the other... Can they hear him as well? For sure, yeah. They're just witnessing oh. this happen. Like, Ellie was running, and then she suddenly just, like, kind of slows, and then turns around and just starts having a conversation with Igan. Igan is, like, throwing words over towards her. Every now and then, he shoots a smirk over towards Suna. I would I would assume that Kalugi and, and Grim and Suna can definitely hear everything I'm saying, too, because they're close enough. For sure, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'm pretty far from you. As far as overhearing, there's know, not really any sound in here, though. It's just this right, a little yeah. bubbling of lava. Um, it's, it's I'm really not whispering. Not, uh, I'm yeah, talking there's... to a guy that's sixty feet away. All right, right, fair. There's nothing. So. Uh, there's nothing to really soak up the sound. There's no, you know, chaos. You guys are just moving at the moment. I don't know how to play this because Ellie is an assassin and her friends are assassins. 
Listen, hold okay. them off. I'll work this out. Just don't let them get to me for now, okay? Grim, you think you can uh, stay still for a second? 12-foot Grim, right in front of me. <laughs> Snap the fuck out of it. Out of what? <sighs> he just wants a, a word in. Come on, little girl. It's not fair. You have a spell on you. I have a spell on me. Uh, very good. He turns towards where Egan is. <laughs> oh mine! You big red-eyed bastard. I was born for this. You're nothing, okay? Take off that spell, little guy. Uh, he gets angry, starts again trudging forward as if he's heading towards where Egan is. You wanna do anything else? Oh wait, no, it's not, not your turn, it's Igan's turn. It's not uh, my turn, yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, Igan. Uh, I mean, uh, Grim, he's going to start moving. See how far he can get. Does he get bonus movement? No. Uh, no. Uh, well, I guess he has to go around the lava and get to there. Yep. What? Oh, nothing. Okay. I was going to say mean, he could potentially step on that rock and that rock because he's massive now. He could literally right, yeah. would be like, but he, I don't know if that counts. Still making dirt. I don't yeah. think he would. He's just moving. He's, he's wandering yeah. around. He is gonna step over here. He's gonna use a dash actually and get up uh, over to where this is. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's uh, during that conversation. You see this like much larger looking Grim heading towards the pillar where Igan is. Igan turns towards where he's coming towards him, but seems to be kind of. Uh, um, I don't know, not bothered, I guess. He doesn't seem to be uh, reacting too extremely um, as Grim starts to bring his sword up as if he's going to go for Igan. These two, uh, this is a Godzilla fight going on. And then uh, that brings us to you, Suna. What do you want to do? Oh, boy. Ah. <laughs> uh... I am going to run up here to the edge. It's probably extremely hot. Oh, actually. Pretty hot. Um, let me just measure. Yeah, I am going to uh, cast a spell with a bonus action that will let me move right here. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Lightning Lure on Igan and pull him, hopefully, into this fucking flaba. Alrighty. How uh, does that run? Let's see. I need a little. It might not. He needs to do a strength saving throw or be pulled 10 feet towards me. Okay. Um, lightning pulled a bit about. Alright. Strength saving throw. Coming in. Right. That is a 17. Yep. Against... I won. 16. 16. Your, uh, how does this look? Uh, I, I put my walking stick firmly into the ground, uh, and I, um, there's lightning kind of coming up on top of it. And it's, it kind of darts out towards him like a lightning strike, but it misses. Um, I will actually 
use a sorcery point to do that again. Okay. Motherfucker. Uh, 13. That does not. It's 16 that he has to beat. Okay. So, so how does it look? Um, so the second time it latches onto him and maybe kind of like a claw-like cage of lightning around him, uh, around his chest, and then it pulls him towards me. I don't think it's far enough to push him into the flava, but... This lightning lure latches around him. You see him, maybe one of his hands, the one that's oh, controlling one of the things is, is, is caught, and you try to pull him. He is immovable. Oh, motherfucker. All right. He doesn't move at all. Um, even like slightly either. It's almost like you're trying to pull the pillar itself. Huh. Like it, it gets him. He, re, he, he you, I think you still, do you get damage as well with it? The hit? Only he's close enough okay. and he's not close enough. The, um, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, you, you see his arm caught, but it just, it doesn't even affect him. I don't think he even shoots a glance at you. He's looking at Grim. All right. All right. Then that is it. All right. Bo, your turn. All right. Um, uh, can I make a perception check to see if the, if, Perhaps Igin resembles that same pulsing orb from uh, well, when we were all still in the cathedral. Mm, yep, you can also give me an arcana check, but if you do a perception check, that's fine too. Okay, um, right, I, I guess I'll do an arcana check. Uh, 16? 16. Um, you get the sense that that, that orb Whatever that orb was that was in that uh, church, in the temple, at the altar there, was enhancing his power to, to a, a massive degree. And it is in play. It's definitely what's allowing him to remain this powerful, this strong. Um, it, but it, it doesn't appear to be present. It doesn't seem mm. like he is it. it. Like It doesn't seem like the pillar is, is like concealing it or anything like that. Um, but it but it is definitely enhancing his strength, allowing him to be stronger. But right now, okay. it doesn't appear to be like, yeah. Well, you're not you're like looking for it, right? It's not yep. here. No. Okay. Um. Well then, I guess. Uh, I think I'm close and well. Uh, would I be able to move a little bit and then make an attack? You. Can. Just, used, just to the edge. Use your action. You can use uh, you can use a bonus action to do something, or you can hmm. and you can move. You kind of did like uh, uh, an investigation check, or like um, I don't know what a good uh, Final Fantasy's Libra kind of thing here, where you scanned for a a thing. I'll let you do investigation checks to try and determine information. But you're gonna each turn, by the way, each round is six seconds, right? Mm -hmm. So. Whenever you do these things, it only takes place over six seconds. So you take in a moment to investigate, to look, to try and think six seconds of time. So I think, yeah, if you do a really intense look, 
depending on what it is, I will roll differently. Um, but uh, with I think with that kind of a check, it was it would have been your action for sure. Okay. Um, well, then I'll I'll remain where I am because um, I think I can still attack him within range. He's he's about eighty feet from me. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely use my light crossbow. So I will attempt to attack him. Cool. Ellie. Seventeen. Oh no! You you uh. Oh. You only have a bonus action. Oh oh okay. Gotcha gotcha. All right then. I think you can, can you use a light crossbow on a bonus action. I don't think so. I feel like you can only. Does it actually count as one as a light weapon? There are certain. So you actually can use your bonus action to to uh to do an offhand attack. You just don't get your proficiency when you do it. Okay. You just can't mm -hmm. remember. Well, I think you need the weapon property light. Which is in the name, which suggests that it does have it, but uh, yeah, it's like crossbow. But I don't know if it actually has the the thing. Give me one second. I'm looking at it. Yeah. It makes sense that it does, but it's I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. For some, so it's it's weird actually. <laughs> so a light crossbow is has these properties: ammunition, loading, and two-handed. Ignore ammunition and loading. Two-handed means it takes both of your hands, so you wouldn't be able to use a shield and use a light crossbow. Um, okay. Hand crossbows have an actual property, which is called light, which means you could use it on a bonus action uh, on an offhand weapon. Any weapon, if you look in the PHP at some point, um, or even actually, you know what? We got them. Let's teach some D&D. <laughs> you might want to build something that uses this. You oh, see okay. on this list here, on the right, it says properties. Mm -hmm. Any of the things that have light in the property means that you can use it in your other hand on a bonus action to attack if you wanted. Okay. You can get clever and funky with that kind of thing. Um, but this one actually, believe it, weirdly enough, a light crossbow doesn't have the light property, which is exactly... Yeah, no, that's, that's a bit strange. Well, well, it's, it's okay. So right, with your then. bonus action, yeah, no, either you can do a spell yeah. that is a bonus spell, or, a, or you can give a bardic inspiration, or you can use a weapon that has the light property. But... Okay, all right. Then, yeah, I'll uh, I'll end my turn there. Cool. Yep. Um, Ellie, your turn. Um, Did you see my DM? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You're just going to have to uh, roleplay it out. <laughs> Good luck. You're the only person who can who can answer this question, unfortunately, because you are Ellie. Well, I don't want to play the mechanic wrong if that's like, nope, totally can't do that. But, um... I mean... Can I do a perception check? What are you trying to perceive? Some sort of check to see... Ellie is a trained assassin that has killed friends and family before and stays on target. Mm -hmm. I want to see if she would be able to see through this. Mm, I don't think you'd or be able to. Or perceive, like, what's going on, even just a little bit. No, she wouldn't be able to. No, this, this, you're charmed. It's not really oh, yeah. something you can just see through, like, the, uh, you know. Wait, it's a charm? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why you had advantage. Yeah. Okay. You uh, well, no. Mag all it is is that magically you still perceive everybody here in exactly the same way. It's just that Igan is your friend as well. Okay. He is, he, you know, a close friend of yours. However you want to, you know, justify it and make it up. You simply would. That's all it is. You know. However your however you need to do whatever role play backflips to get to that point is up to you. Um. Yeah, you don't see through it. Uh, yeah. 
I think that she would know that she's gonna stay on target though and keep going up here, but not like attack him. Maybe keep talking to him. Okay. So I mean, like that's what she was already doing. Cool. She doesn't have friends. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why <laughs> you're gonna have to have do the friends, so you're gonna like have to do the like... role play backflips that it takes for Ellie to have suddenly yeah. become friends with this demon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. I don't know. It's up to you to work out. Um. So, uh, yeah, you're just running up there, heading on up there still. Just continue moving. Uh, let's yeah. see. Um, you get to make a save at the end. I don't think you do. Yeah. So, uh, no, you don't get a save at the end either. Uh, Kalugi hmm. says... No, let's see what Kalugi... Kalugi probably is knowledgeable. Apparently not. Kalugi can't roll for shit today. Um, Kalugi is also just going to run forth, I think. He's just going to keep moving um, to his 30. Uh, drifting in the way. Pretty much just behind you here, running up, following up to where you guys are. Uh, oh, actually. Hey! So, something interesting happens now. As Kalugi jumps over the uh, lava and hits these these kind of you know naturally formed steps that lead up onto the island where Igan is, as he gets uh, as he turns around, he gets close to where you are, Ellie. He suddenly slows down and turns left and turns right and then looks up towards where where Igan is and he says, uh, "How fucking dare you, demon!" How dare you make me fucking hear her voice, you fucking piece of shit. I'm gonna chop off your fucking head as well. Everyone give me insight checks if you're looking at Igan. Including you, Ellie, you can do it too. Aura and Suna, you see Igan for the first time break his kind of form. Um, he, he, the smile is wiped off his face for a brief instant. He flicks his eyes um, towards where Kalugi is and then turns them back to Grim and the, the, the smile returns to his face. He doesn't respond. Um, Kalugi kind of stops here and starts just turning around. He's got his, his sword up and he's kind of just like moving around, looking left and right, um, bringing us to Aura's turn. What do you want to do, Aura? I mean, I've already, I was already like fumbling with my bow, or not fumbling, getting my bow ready to shoot at Igan again. Mm-hmm. Go for it. And I'm gonna do my best to aim for his eye. Okay. 19. Oof. That's a hit. 11 piercing. 11 piercing damage. Um, yeah, you let loose an arrow. <laughs> it launches up. Igan turns to you and the arrow goes straight into his eye. He kind of... <laughs> As he opens his eye again, the uh, the the eye is kind of destroyed. You can see that the the arrow is deep in in where his eye is, and then the uh, the red glow kind of um, sharpens for a moment before dying out. The one of his eyes is kind of all bloodied and messed up, and he says, "Nice shot." As he smiles again at you, uh, and you deal eleven. Uh, damage mm -hmm. uh, he returns his attentions to Grim who's like stomping towards him what else do you want to do if anything 
You can move um, for bonus action. No, I think I'm just going to stay here. Alright. Higgin. Prime. Uh, hmm. Both of his hands are gripped. And... Mm, let's see. I think actually... The mental math here. Um... I don't think he does anything. He... Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He just looks towards Grimm and says, Come on then, let's see what you've got. And that is the end of his turn as Grimm rushes forward. Now there is a kind of a gap between the pillar that Igan is standing on and a, a kind of a hole around where he is. And Grimm kind of rushes forward, gets to the edge, and it's like a bottomless pit uh, around five feet across. The pillar that Igan is on is completely overtaken by pillar, and Grimm kind of rushes to the edge. His footsteps stop, and he looks up towards where uh, towards where he uh, sees Igan. Mm, Grimm doesn't really have any other fucking bullshit that he can do. So I think Grim is gonna okay, risk it for a biscuit. Grim holds his uh, sword aloft, and it's huge, right? This giant, great big sword, and you see the the brands, the the um, the runes that are on along this kind of sword of his light up. The entire thing kind of glows for a second as he adds a smite, and then he brings it in to try and attack. And on a 19, he hits. Uh, let's see here. Dealing an extra 2d6 radiant damage. Yes. So there's a blinding flash of light as Grim jumps off of the edge of this uh, thing above this bottomless pit, bringing his sword forward and striking at where... Igan is. Igan is immediately hit by this thing. You see it kind of cut through like this grey flesh of Igan's. There's there's this kind of dark red, very, very deep ichor that, that is pulled from uh, from Igan as it, as it cuts through his chest. He deals, uh, let's see, 12 slashing, because he's a different type of damage. Well, 12 plus 5 slashing, so... Uh... That's that. And then four radiant damage, which is that. And then I'm gonna make a dexterity saving throw for Grim to see if he falls into the bottomless pit or not. Do you have anything? Nope. Let's see here. Wow, that's a fail. Grim falls. Faltering, um, as he jumps up, he slices through Igan, deals a pretty big bit of damage to him, and then falls into this kind of bottomless pit. He's not like, he's not falling or anything like that, but he's kind of stuck. And he's not shrunk there, by the way. He is just that much further down. You see him kind of grip onto the sides and hold on. Suddenly, an arm shoots up over the top where uh, Ellie, maybe you can see it. The others maybe don't know where he went as he, uh, he holds steady. 
And then, uh, you know what? On that fail, I'm going to make him drop his sword. Sword. <laughs> Falls, shrinking from, from the loss of control. Into the... Into the, uh, into the bottomless pit here. He's kind of holding on. Think Mufasa. Um, onto the edge of this, this thing here. Um, Egan looks actually pretty fucked up. He's got a pretty nasty wound now across the front of his chest. He's got an, uh, an eyeball, uh, punctured and, and missing. Um, and, uh, this thing is, like, bleeding. This blood is dripping down his body, hitting this pillar. Um, Grim holding on for dear life, stuck between these two walls. Um, ends his turn. Bringing us sooner. Uh, Grim begins to shrink in size and form as I. It's really bad. Okay. Uh, cast levitate. Oh, okay. That's not bad then. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, okay. So, what does levitate do? It's gonna raise him up into the air, Radley. Yeah, I know. I Sorry, one know second. What the actual uh, words say because I can raise him up to twenty feet. Twenty feet. Uh, do you just yes. want to raise him up to the edge? Yes, I want to save his life. Yes. You um, cast this spell. I think, like, Grim shrinks. Before you, you know, you break the concentration on one, he slips and then he goes, as he falls for a moment and then he's caught, suspended in the air before you begin to lift him upwards. And he kind of flails a little bit and says, Ah! My sword! Get my sword! I don't think I can do that. Yeah, no, I don't think you can either, but you see him kind of looking into this nothingness. He doesn't see his sword or anything. It's fallen can into I, the bottomless pit. Has um, it fallen? Yeah. It's, so if I were to expend a spell slot to do levitate again, I, I won't be able to get a sword? No. Okay. Um, I, 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 I'm too far away, I think, to yell over Flava that I can't, and also this is very draining energy-wise, so I don't do that. Yep. Um, you just lift him back up to the edge? Yep, I lift him back up to the edge. Okay, yeah. You uh, you see him lifted up to the edge. You see him scramble kind of sideways, um, kind of gets purchase on the ledge, and he turns around, slightly smaller now, but he turns up to where Igan is, and he pulls uh, from his side. He has a, he actually does have a heavy crossbow, and he says, You're going to pay for that one. As he loads a, a big, chunky bolt into his heavy crossbow. That sword was very expensive. Uh, is that the end of your turn? No. I'm going to use a sorcery point. And I'm going to try to cast Mind Spike. Hmm. Actually, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, I am going to turn to Bo, though, and I'm going to ask, Bo, I could use some assistance. Oh, boy. Um, well... As much as I'd like to offer, I'm all out of spells. But I might have something else up my sleeve. All right. Whew. And that is where I will end my turn. Okay. Let's see what Bo's got up his sleeve. All right, seeing as we're kind of in a desperate situation, I thought I'd never have to, well, use this, but... Um, I dig deep in my pockets, and I then take out Ahi's elixir. Oh, mm -hmm. I was thinking inspiring, not to, not to use an elixir. I, I, I have no idea what this stuff does, 
but I can only hope that this is going to help. Um, so I then take a deep breath in my in a last gulp before uh, I start chugging this thing. Okay. Now then, I've got to go and find a lot of <laughs> notes. Let's see precisely what it is <laughs> that happens. Um, so, this thing is a fucking weird-looking uh, bottle. As you bring this thing out, it, uh, it doesn't have a stopper. The, uh, the top of it is open, yet when you turn it upside down, the, the liquid inside doesn't, um, doesn't fall out. Um, you bring this thing up, and, and as you're holding it, you can feel a, a sensation from within. Um, first of all, give me a... Mm, I guess just roll me a d20. natural one Jesus um okay let's see Bo 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 that can't be good um you uh let's see first of all this is an interesting place to do this as well So, when you bring this thing up to your your face, to your mouth, you, inside is like an orange-red liquid that's even more um, orange and red, uh, thanks to the lava that's beyond it. And as you look at this kind of strangely patterned bottle, there's an intricate kind of metallic pattern that's, that's been carved around it. The bottle looks extremely expensive. If you were to sell this, you'd make a few gold on it, but... Um, as you bring it up towards your mouth, it smells... The smells remind you of your childhood, of being much younger. Um, what does that smell like? It's... It reminds me of the flowers my mom would pick. That she'd bring home. Roll me 4d67. Oh my god! Sixty-two. Uh, Sixty-two. Probably not going to make much of a change. As you're holding it up to your hands, you see wait, your. Wait, wait. It was four D sixty-seven, right? Uh, four D sixty-seven. Yes. Yeah, so forward slash R four D sixty-seven. Do it again. A hundred and eighteen. As you um. uh, <laughs> as you hold this thing up to your to your hands. You, um, you see your, your hands change in front of your eyes. Everybody sees as Bo brings this thing up and takes a swig as his, his, uh, his body begins to transform and change. His hair goes from Fuck white off. to... Uh, what color was your hair before it was white? Um, it was blonde. It transforms and becomes very blonde. 
um, your beard shrinks inwards. Your body actually begins to de-age as you drink this thing. Your hands get a little younger. The, the, the elderly, thin-looking hands maybe become the hands of a slightly stronger, younger man. Um, and then you de-age more, and then you de-age more, and you begin to shrink. Now you look like a much younger man. Then you look like a teenager. Your hair, your beard all completely recede until you shrink and you shrink and you shrink down until you are roughly around six years old. You're kidding me. As you're drinking this thing, you shrink and shrink and shrink and de-age to bow of six years old. Um, however, roll me a perception check. Uh, 17. You can hear the sounds of, of rushing water. You can hear the sounds of um, of the sea. You can suddenly smell this, this kind of salty, briny, oceany smell. Um, and you can sense a strange disturbance. The area that you're in, the place that you're at. Um, zero water here. Zero places for you to draw energy from. Um, and, uh, you unlock a hidden set of powers within you. You are now a water elementalist, and you can control, uh, harness and boost yourself using all sorts of different water-based abilities and spells. Um, we'll go through it later on because you don't really have access to it right now um to mortals water represents motion and refreshment mystery water rules over the entire suite of the tarot um cups to demons water is closely connected with psychic powers is used in ritualistic and metaphysical practices and that is why you know that everything that is happening around you everything that's going on in here isn't real. You're inside of some sort of uh, illusory thing crafted by Igan. You guys are fighting for your lives. You're fighting with your will. This isn't real. If you've seen Naruto, you're in a genjutsu, kind of. You're, you're still suffering. You're still being um, uh, drawn um, into this place. You're still somewhat present, but... He is manifesting all of this. How you get out, you don't understand. You can feel outside of this thing. This is all psychic bullshit. This is all illusory. This magic is being put forward. Even Igan in the middle isn't real. Um, there's a way out. You can feel and you can sense and you can understand that the spell being cast around you is absolutely fake. It's illusory. And you don't know how to get out. Um, also, you're six years old, and you are in the <laughs> clothes of old Bo as your body shrinks down, like Benjamin Button style. You now are a child. Um, you retain all of your skills and things, uh, but yeah, you are uh, you are the water elementalist, Bo Bo Bo, and uh, yeah, you uh, you're gonna have to, uh, yeah, disseminate that information how you will, and I'll give you your your skills and abilities soon enough. 
Right now, you don't actually have access to them anyway, so it's fine. So if my element is water, yes. um, oh boy, I'm gonna have to probably start talking like a little boy. Um, so, um, would I then be able to um, harness, um, like you know, sweat? You know, that's 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 water, right? You know, it's it's hot down here. Would wouldn't we able to, you know? Um, mm, let's see. Uh, uh, you have mastery over water. You have a couple of extra spells that have nothing to do with sweat. You have um, the ability to. Hmm. I think. I think yes, somewhat. But what it is here is what it is. You're able to draw additional power um, when you're around water, ice, even um, steam, anything that is that is water-based. You are able to draw from that to enhance yourself in some way. I'll tell you one thing that will happen to you from now on. When you're not in combat and you're near a source of natural water, all of your healing spells heal twice as much and at their maximum value. So, for wow. example, if you would normally deal 1d4 plus 4, you will heal 16 HP. Um, you, um, you've learned some, and again, in the same way that... Um, that uh, Sauna is a chronomancer, and the same way that Aura is a chronomancer, you, um, you're really just kind of like learning. You're like level one water elementalist. So you have some of the properties of, of uh, you've learned some of the properties of water and have a mastery over ice manipulation as well. So you actually gain access to some ice spells that I will add to your sheet. Um, and any spells that you cast with the ice subtype that deal damage, that's ice-based spells, deal an additional 1d6 damage to humanoids whenever you cast them. Um, Can we, just yeah. mechanically, is there a way to combo that? You, like if I cast an ice spell, is Bo able to assist? No, he has to cast All right. it. All right, Bo. Um, I mean, if you, you can swap out spells on a level up bow and maybe take an ice-based spell, and if it's one that Suna has to do, it would just be the, yeah, you just deal extra damage. Um, you, uh... You could do... You don't have any spell slots left, do you? No, I'm all out. You know what? Roll me a... Are you charisma based? I mean, a charisma saving throw. Roll higher than a 15. No. You can't summon up the energy right now, and you don't, you, even though you have unlocked in you a hidden skill, you now understand what uh, Mother Numera was telling you about the water. You understand just innately you you feel and understand and can sense and control and uh, the properties of water around you just make sense to you now um, being able to twist and control them um, just makes sense to you it's it's a natural and an innate skill that you've always had you just couldn't see it at the edge of your vision maybe every time you drink a glass of water maybe you think of something but you didn't always know what it meant now you do you see everything your eyes are open the full spectrum of, of this uh, ability is available to you but not here not in this place 
stuck underneath this, uh, in, inside of this, um, this thing that Igan is subjecting you all to. Just unable to, to grasp onto any of the um, elements that you need, even the sweat on people's bodies, of which there is plenty. You're unable to cast a uh, spell, which I would have allowed if you had rolled high enough. As it stands right now, you unlock all of your water elementalist abilities, and I will, uh, I will hand them to you. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to roll the final dice of what you just did. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, then. Interesting. I have to figure out how the fuck that works. Is that the end of your turn? What do you do? I and mean, how does everyone react? Uh, well, after drinking that, I, I believe I can still make an attack. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Right. I'll use my light crossbow. Okay, yeah, go for it. Oh, it's boy. very big in this these childlike yeah. hands. We've oh, all no. seen child bow before as well, so it's the same looking... Bow is a kid, by the way. Everyone is just yeah. witnessing this. <laughs> He basically said, I have something that can help, popped an elixir, and then shrunk into a little boy. Well, I guess that didn't work out. <sighs> sort of, maybe, but maybe oh. now's not the time and place. All right, well, hopefully that's just temporary. Yeah, I, uh, and I, uh, well, maybe attempt not. to look down my pants. Oh, I am not happy with what I see. <laughs> okay. And, uh, well, just, I pull out my, my light crossbow, and I attempt to, to take my anger out on, uh, Egan. Okay. Yeah, you fire off a crossbow. Boom! Boom! You see the kind of, like, much smaller six-year-old form of, of bow. This is very, like, Goku in Dragon Ball GT when he's just a kid with his adult brain still stumble backwards as this crossbow bolt fires out on target, hits Igan. Igan kind of also um, distracted by what was happening. You see it just hit him. Um, he doesn't even flinch. He doesn't react to it. You see it bury him into uh, his body. He is fixated on whatever the fuck you just did and he's watching you and he says to you both, What did you do? What was that? I'm not entirely sure, but I shrunk more places than one. What are you doing? What are you all hiding? Come on. I'm gonna tell you, Bubba. And you will never break free. Uh, brings us to Ellie's turn. I have a feeling he's gonna do something similar. <laughs> no. Um, I, I think that, I mean, there's a lot that's gone on between her last turn and now, so... Yeah. She sees Grim drop, and she almost gets, like, this evil grin on her face, like, and pulls out a dagger and starts walking towards him, but as he's lifted back up, she just kind of... <sighs> and that's when she spots six-year-old Bo. She's like, what the hell, man? Uh, and since everyone's kind of neutral or friendly right now, she's not one that's gonna just start attacking someone. Um, so I, I'd say you just see her, like, sort of just walk to the side and sit and take out a dagger and start, like, cleaning her nails. Okay. And, like, watching what's going on for the, for the moment. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, Kalugi is super fucking confused. Uh, oh, he, you know, I need to make a roll for Kalugi real quick. Um, Kalugi is going to walk over to where you are. Um, but he walks past where you are and stands like near where you're 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 sitting he's kind of turning around himself um he he looks back and forth um confused he's just he's he's looks like he's kind of going out of his mind not like in a like craze like he's going insane way but just like he's just doing these strange sporadic movements stomping around looking up and down um he looks down at you and says now snap out of it yeah is it and then he slaps you across the face. Do you accept him slapping you across the face? Or do you want to try and avoid it? I'm going to try and avoid it. Alright, let me roll for him then. Uh, so, I think this is going to miss anyway. Um, an 11. You see him kind of backhand towards where you are. And you easily duck your head out of the way, just anime style, and he's like... Uh, Someone, uh, and then he just continues to be confused. He seems to be acting extremely strange as well. Um, I think that's the end of his turn, bringing us to Aura. Can I not respond to him at all? Oh yeah, you can speak to him. Oh. He's kind of What's stomping around you? near you as well, though. Um, all right. What? What's gone into you? Don't you hear it? Trying to hit me? You can't hear that fucking noise. What noise? The singing. This. This. The singing. He's kind of stomping around, heading away from okay. where you are. I'll Aura? use this time. I'm just going to, again, try to shoot with my bow for his other eye. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen to hit. Ten. Ten. Uh... Yeah, I think you the same thing. He uh he's he's looking at Bo. Um he isn't smiling. He's he's all messed up. He's bleeding, he's wounded, he's got several uh arrows, crossbow bolts in him, and uh one through his eye when you just <laughs> fire an arrow, it flies completely true. You see it strike him in the eye again, that eye bursting, this one burying even deeper. He kind of moves his head around um and uh yeah he's the two lights of his eyes go out and he he seems kind of um uh dejected almost like his body kind of uh weakens for a moment um and uh yeah he looks seriously hurt up um he but he says even though he's kind of his form uh slackens he says it's no use you're not getting out. Tell me what, uh, what is that power? What did he just do? How can you control time? I don't say anything. He's blind now from what I can gather. He's got no eyes. All right. Cause that, I, I went up to him and I looked at his face and that's how I got charmed, correct? So now he shouldn't be able to do that. In theory my thought process yeah <laughs> um he's asking questions i i have resorted aura 
she she and me feel like nope he doesn't get any information out of me anymore he's he, he it's closed yep so i won't respond to him at all yeah uh let me roll dice there real quick um well uh the charm on ellie drops when he gets hit with the uh the the arrow in the eye and uh he he doesn't seem to give a shit um as he has his arms fall kind of slack to his side he looks around uh with these these two wooden sticks sticking out of where his eyes should be this this flesh peeling from his chest um blood dark red blood falling down his kind of giant gray uh, skinned body hitting this this pillar underneath him he uh he he's looking around kind of uh at each of you um his body turns to where you are sooner and says daughter come now did you not come to entreat to palaver speak tell me Perhaps I will let you go before your minds degrade too far. I don't speak to him either. You are fools. But very well. Grim, scrambling up on the rocks here, turns around, loads that crossbow bolt, points it up to him. And uh, he's going to fire his heavy crossbow. Oh my god, he missed. Uh, <laughs> the crossbow bolt <laughs> launches up above his head. Um, Grim says, uh, oh, I fucking hate these things. He pulls another crossbow bolt down. He's sitting down, by the way. He's like still sat there. He's got the crossbow between his legs. He pulls the uh, what's it back to bring the crossbow bolt. Uh, load another crossbow bolt. And, uh, sooner, your turn. Uh, I'm going to cast Mind Spike on him. And I'm going to use my final sorcery point to add an extra 1d8 of damage. Uh, all right. So I make a whiz save. That's right. And on a... On a success or a failed save, uh, he'll take 48 damage and half as much on a successful one. However, even on a failed save or on a failed save, I will know his location while the two of us are on the same plane of existence. Okay. I want to know if he's standing there, truly. Yep. All right. I'll give you a whiz save. Wow, a nine. Oh, fuck yes. All right. It's 48. 22. 22. He has four HP left. How as dare you? you uh, as you um, launch forth this, this spell, does it do it look like anything when you do it, or is it... Oh, yeah. It looks yeah. like... It looks like... Daggers. <laughs> It, it looks like daggers kind of come up around him and then stab right into his brain. Ethereal daggers. Yeah. 
they uh, they strike at him from all around. All of these uh, sort of ethereal daggers. Um, oh, just speaking of ethereal daggers, his uh, his other thing is gone as well. The the uh, sword that was floating around went a couple of turns ago. I just didn't count it. Um, and uh, they strike into his head. He oh. the damage twenty two. Uh, and you know the target's location until the spell ends, but only while you're on the same plane of existence. You are not on the same plane of existence. So that that tells me what I need to know. Perfect. And, Thank you. And um, this form is hit by all of these daggers. You see him kind of like uh, he he clutches at his head. He clutches at the wounds on his uh, on his body. You see these shafts of light kind of pierce through the wounds that have been made through his eyes, through the crossbow bolts, through the the slices in his uh, grey flesh, these mind spikes. Um, And then he begins to laugh. (laughs) Oh, your weak attacks. And his body begins to knit back together. His health pull going, refilling uh, as he is is the arrows are pushed out of his eyes, the crossbow bolts pushed out of his eyes, the uh, wounds refill um, with flesh as he reforms and heals to full. He says, Ah, well, I think that's enough of my games. What do you say? You ready for round two? Feeling tired yet? I'm just getting warmed up. Still your turn, Suna. Uh, so I heard him say, because I don't have Bo's revelation, but I did hear him say, you'll never get out. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not on this plane of existence. Mm-hmm. May I make a roll or anything to see how to get out of here? Uh, Yeah. Give me an arcana check. 15. So, you don't know. This isn't like you're casting a spell and you understand, like, uh, uh, um, um, whatever the fucking spell is called, where you know every property of the spell that's being cast here. But essentially, he is, um, uh, he's got you trapped. He's got all of you trapped inside of a, a powerful, illusory kind of charm. Um, you're inside of a. Um, a dimension of a realm that he has created to trap you in. He... Right. Uh, you are trapped inside your own minds. Right. Um, and though your physical bodies... You're, you're, you're not even on the same dimension. Your physical body's still up there, still out there right. in the temple. You're we're, we're inside, in the temple, standing there like the rest of them. I, you're get, I get it. Inside your own mind, you're playing this out together. He's created this, um, this place for you to uh, play this out, and he's created basically an illusory world. Your sensations, everything you're feeling, uh, you're feeling, um, but yeah, you're inside of this. But do I know how to get out of it? Um, how to get out of it. So your best guesses are figure out how to break out. There is always clues. There's always ways out. 
There is a back door. There are ways to trick him. There, you know, rumple stiltskin your way out. You can um, figure out the cracks in the um, in the spell. Um, it's possible if you have maybe something like a, um, a spell that allows you to uh, jump ethereally between planes. Might work. But you're not sure. Um, for the most part pretty much need to break his charm before he wears you out. Alright. It's the end of my turn. Okay. Brings us to Bo, who has very similar information to you. Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, it, well, <clears throat> considering all of that took, oh my god, I can't do this. <laughs> Um, considering all of that took a bit of a well, it, it, that, that was that was a big toll, um, maybe small for some. Um, but uh, I then recall everything, and um, I uh, I then share my revelation with everyone that this isn't real. None of this is real. Well, I I mean, I sure hope so in in my situation. Um, but yes, this is an illusion where we are right now doesn't exist. I don't know how to get out, though. You know, that, that's, that's our problem. We, okay, we have to find a way to get out. Um, oh boy. Um, can I, hmm. Let me see. Um... Hmm. I don't know if this is worth a shot, but... Hmm. Okay, um... I'm going to use my tiny little mage hand to see if it can find anything within those coffins. Mm. Maybe perhaps find uh, anything that may be of use to us. Your range on mage hand is 30 feet. Oh, yikes. So you gotta oh, get that, a little no. closer. Yeah, they ain't gonna um, cut it, oh boy. Nope, have to get up there somehow. Yeah, I'd probably have to get up there, oh boy. Okay, um... Yeah, okay, I will, um... I will start making my way over there, I guess. Okay. You can use a All dash, right. so you can use your action and a bonus action to move yeah. double movement. Okay, so would I be able to be right where, like, Ellie is with that? Uh, you were next to Aura, I think. So yeah. you can get to where you are. Okay, alright. So I'll, I'll remain there then. Yeah. Uh, brings us to Ellie. Ellie, you're sitting on the ground as you're snapped out of this charm. You know pretty much everything that happened. He charmed you, he got you, you uh, regarded him as a friend, it confused you, and then you snapped out of it, and here you are. You don't have the same thing that Aura had, where she was like, I don't remember everything. What do you want to do? I, uh, so, and then Bo just told us it's an illusion. Kalugi's saying he's hearing singing. Um... And in the beginning, I felt something 
Would that have any relation to any of this? Um, going on right now? Give me a perception check. Give you a, yeah. 12. 12. Um. Uh, can I, uh, I, I have bar, I've had bardic inspiration this whole fight. Can I use it now? Oh yes, you can. It's a 1d6? Yeah. Suna has it too, unless you've used it already. 17. 17. So when you uh, began this uh, fight over uh, on the other side of the, the cave from where you are now, you could hear weird things. You could sense strange things going on. Um, as soon as you left the shadows, that went away. Um, however, are you like, what are you doing? Are you actively listening? Are you trying to focus on it? Are you focusing your mind, your body, your ears, your taste? What are you looking? What kind of uh, situation are we in here? Well, um, since Kalugi mentioned uh, singing and voices, I'd say I'm like trying to listen uh, and also recall what I felt or what I heard in the shadows. And then, like, do I, did I, and also listen for singing or, or something that, like, would tie me back? Because I was near the door when we, yeah. I was kind of close to the door, so maybe I could, like, hear the outside voices of people. Yeah, so. you hear the sounds of, of the town. It's coming back, it's coming from beyond where Igan is, and now that you've tuned into it, you can't shift it. You can hear it. You can hear just the sounds of Bellona where the city that you were brought up in, you, it's a recognizable sound to, to what you understand. These carts moving past, people shouting at you for to buy the fish, you know, rugs to sell, um, bread, uh, people shouting and arguing in the street, things like that. You can hear it. It's very faint, it's distant. You can hear it from beyond where Igan is, is uh, currently uh, standing. It's faint though, it's distant. Um, but now you can hear it, you hear it, um, and maybe you start to, I think maybe we see uh, Ellie react in a similar way to how Kalugi did, where suddenly she realizes something and her head snaps to one way, you see one of her elven ears twitch a little in the direction over towards where Egan is, perhaps. I look at Kalugi and I'm like, you hear singing, but I, I don't hear the singing, I hear the town. Right. Wait, what? Is that what you... you don't hear the fucking singing? It's fucking no. loud as shit. No, singing? What are you talking about? No, I hear the town. This motherfucker. You know, the town that we were us. just in. I say we cut out his fucking tongue. Yo, Grim! What? We need to get out of here. Do you know a way out? I can still hear the town right now. I can. It's not. It's very faint. And if well, I'm yelling, I can't hear it, but. He says it's a fucking illusion. I know I that. Fucked you out of illusion. Can I, if I walk closer to, uh, um, Igan, does it get louder? Yes. If I walk behind Grim, uh, does it seem like it's coming from the pit? Um, no. It is getting slightly louder, though. So it just sounds like it's coming from Igan. Um, right now, yeah. Grim is just on the ground. He loads up another crossbow bolt and says, I'm just going to keep shooting this fucker. No, Eventually not, one of them's going to get through. Are you... 
dude, you know this isn't how it's going to work. We need to get out of here. You're not, he just, look at him. He doesn't look like he got hurt at all. Yeah, it's a trick. I reckon he's hurt under there. I doubt it. Oh, man. If, do we have any control over our body at all on the, it's just like, no, no control over our body right now. Zero. Um, this is your body. You can't even, you don't even have a sensation of having a body outside of this. I think only Suna really knows fully how that maybe is working as well. I think Bo has a pretty fucking good idea and he did describe it, but you definitely don't have any idea. It doesn't feel at all like you are in a fucking, you know, you're not, you haven't got like a fucking Oculus Rift on your head or anything. It just feels like you. There is no sensation whatsoever that you are inside of some sort of mind game some sort well, of besides not trick. hearing the town right yeah but no. you don't feel a sensation outside yeah. of your actual body here well the the reason i was asking is if i fire an arrow can i fire it in the direction of where i would try to calculate where the orb was um how do you calculate where the orb was uh if i was at the entrance and it was down the hallway from me, then I would have to calculate how far I've moved. Okay, yeah. Give me uh, give me an investigation check. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's a very high DC. Ten. Ten. Um, you're not sure. You could attempt this if you want to try. You want to just lob one out? Uh... Crap. You got an idea on a 10. Yeah, I, I I, mean, it doesn't hurt to try, I guess. Um. Nope. <laughs> I don't hit anything. Yeah, you've, I mean, you fire an arrow. Probably, um, uh, kind of, it looks like a really weird thing, maybe, to everyone. As you suddenly load up an arrow, knock an arrow, and fire it in kind of like this yeah. direction, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what that about way. the direction I go. <laughs> um, as you just launch an arrow over to the uh, side, you see it hit the side of this kind of cavern that you're in. Um, it dung, falls off the edge and disappears down into the pit below it. Igan, watching you, says, uh, Yes, I know what you're trying to do. That's adorable. Listen, man, this isn't even... You don't even fight fair. Yeah, oh, you would be such a... We look down fight on this, isn't it? fair. You don't oh, know yeah. what fair is. I'm fighting perfectly fairly. No, you're not. I've amassed no, not. this power all by myself. You came uh -huh. to me underprepared. You were fools. Ah. <sighs> I'm gonna take a step back from Grim because I didn't move my whole thing. Yep. And uh, sounds I'd... of the town disappear a little. Yeah, I, I I think I'm just gonna. I can't do much else, so I'm just gonna have to stand here and try to figure it out again next round. So. Uh, all right, Kalugi shouts down towards where you are, Bo, and says. Um, so what do you think then, old man, uh, boy? How do we get out? I mean, we gotta, we gotta snap out of this. We gotta maybe wake up. I don't know if that actually has to do with uh, 
maybe I wouldn't want to suggest us uh, turning on each other and uh, attacking each other. No, I think that would be a huge mistake. Yeah, no, that's... Damn, he worked it out. That is... Okay, shut the fuck up. No, yeah, talk to the hand. Uh, no, he's he's just he wants this to happen. Okay, um, all right. So we're in like a almost like a dreamlike sequence here. Oh, it's so much worse than a dream. This is worse than any nightmare you've ever understood. Are Soon. you kidding me? Have you seen the size of my... You know what? Never mind. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> this is already a nightmare in itself, okay? This is probably the worst it's ever going to get for me. Um, but... How do you yeah. wake up from a nightmare, Bo? How do we? That's a good question. I mean... Can I maybe, perhaps, like, try and... Is there a possible way to wake myself up? Um, maybe when it gets to your turn. Kalugi oh is, is curious Oof. as to what you think, since you're the only one with an idea. Okay, well, I'll get you back on that, Kalugi. I'll, I'll figure this out uh, in my six-year-old tiny little body. Uh, uh, he kind of stands around then. Uh, Aura. I am... Do? I'm just checking on this. Did you say he healed? Yes. All the way up to full. Yeah. He looks completely fine. Like he's brand new. Like he was at the beginning. Okay. I am going to start moving towards... I'm going to start making my way around this to get which, closer. Which way are you headed? Towards me uh, or away from me? Towards, um, let me see, can I? Oh, okay, let me see. I think faster. I, I think, think we can go this way. So if you start to go in the other direction, I will call for you. Yeah, I'm going to definitely start yeah. moving towards Suuna. So I'm, I'm making my way towards uh, our good friend Igan. Like up these steps here? Uh, yes. All right. That's, yeah, so I'm heading that way. Wait, should I move? I should have moved down here. Brad, will you be mad if I move here? Nope. Okay. So I'm going to start heading up that way, and I'm going to use Surge, um, which is an action. Hold on. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean that one. I meant Accelerate, which is a bonus action. You may move this move forward to forward the Wheel of Time. A targeted, friendly creature within 20 feet is now allowed to use one additional action, mm. and I want to give that to Suna. Okay. You get two of these a day, right, both of you? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, how does that look? I don't think I've used this before. If I have, it's only been like mm -mm. once. Um, in my head, it's just like I'm running up over to the stairs and I, I throw my hand out and my tattoo's glowing and it's like this white light starts emanating from it and her tattoo starts glowing. And um, it's like she feels this energy trickle up her body, and she feels this like extra boost that she can do something a little extra now. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That was the wind. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so sorry. Um, 
I don't know if you could hear that when it happened, but uh, oh my god. Bit. So uh <laughs> yeah, you um you have an extra um <laughs> Sorry. have an extra uh uh action. action. Yes. And is that the end Thank of your you. turn? Yeah, that's the end of my turn. Very Or we have to get out of here. I have an idea. Come on. That's all I'll say. Tell me what this power is. I've never seen it before. We'll take a good long look, because you never will again. Oh, I don't know about that. Soon you'll be all mine. Uh, Let's see. Who... Um, he says, uh, I'm getting bored. Fine. Let's get this over with. Both of his hands, um, glow with a kind of reddish energy. Um, he aims one of them towards Suna, lifts the other one up towards where Aura is, and fires two Eldritch Blasts, uh, which apparently I don't have the thing for, so I'll roll manually. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Suna and Aura. 13 and 17. KPP's not here, so I'll work out what it is. Um, 13 is a miss on you, right? Yes, that's correct. 17 is a hit on aura these two waves of energy launch outwards these red beams of light (laughs) two of them strike forward towards where Suna and aura are Um, Suna probably just dodges out of the way of one before the second one launching past where she is strikes aura and that deals five damage to aura he says You'll never make it out. You're stuck here. Slowly but surely, I'm eroding away at your mind, at your will. Come on, let me in. Join me. Tell me where you got this power. Tell me who Deivaki is. Why are you here? Why do you want to see Chiba? Join me. Let me in. Answer my questions and I'll... I'll let you go. I'll let you live. Anyone respond to him? I think that he would probably see Ellie curiously looking at him, but not saying anything. Ah, very well. Let the torture continue. And that's where we're going to end today's session. You're alive. <laughs> At least. For Especially Bo. <laughs> Bo, I'm going to give you all of your extra stuff uh, soon enough. Um, damn. You guys. Uh, that fight was proof read by the uh no chill phil our resident gm 
no fill, no chill fill. When I was like, this, um, it seemed like a good idea. He was like, yes, wipe them out, all of them. And, uh, so you can all forward all your complaints to Phil's Gaming. Uh, thanks for playing. You got any ideas? You don't have to share them. Yeah? Ooh. No? All right. We'll see how I... I think we're all stumped. I have ideas. Nope. <laughs> I got one. Uh, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if you guys work it out if you break free and we'll see what happens after the, uh, after the, the encounter here next week. Um, literally a Genjutsu, just like Naruto. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, thought it would be fun. Figured it would be fun to have a, you know, a big charm demon have a weird battle. Um, don't forget to tune in for Gone on Wednesdays. Um... What's that about, PB? Oh boy, it's a surreal thriller about identity and memory. Definitely. A Leave it at that. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's my theory as well. This is my own back. Um, I just want to state for the record that I've had most of this planned since before I started playing in Gone. <laughs> you guys do you have know been what you're going to do next time. week? Uh, I know what I'm going to do for about the next um, six weeks of this campaign. But what I'm going to do on Wednesday, no idea. None. I'm just going to continue doing what I do, which is nowhere near as, as, as intense as this, though. I feel like there probably is a timer on our characters in Gone, and I'm, I still have no idea what the fuck is going on. But you guys have, uh, you know, you have literal health bars and um, spell slots and abilities. They're all ticking them off and you're ticking off another spell slot and you're ticking off another one and and uh yeah um so uh yeah who knows um yeah you want to you want to shout it out though pb you want to do all your shout outs first we never come to you first let's start with you oh sure um hi i'm pb pumpkinberry you can find me at twitch and twitter at pumpkinberry um i am here as brad said on wednesdays uh, for gone i'm jamming that one and it is weird but we just started so you can still hop in and in fact i think it's one of the few at least right now i think it's one of the few shows where you can actually hop in where you don't have to have watched anything else yet there will probably come a point where you should watch previous episodes but for now you can just hop right in and i think you can pick up everything by context so yeah come in and join us for that um there was an announcement about a new friday show uh did you play? You played that during the break, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. Cool. I'm in that show and it's going to be fun. And so I will be here next Friday as well um, for the premiere for that show. Nice. Yay. There That's we go. Yeah. Um, KPP, how was it to be married with children? <laughs> it was It was interesting. Um, kind of felt bad trying to attack all of the uh, friendlies, but also I'm glad my roles were bad in this case. So... I don't that feel right out. unless I have a player turn against their party under it's some sort so of reverie. It's so good. It's so stressful. I just I, love it. I want to point out, you miss like every hit on us and then have landed like every hit on yeah. him. So that it was worked out. blinded him. You got his eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was mad actually, and I like to think that it worked out because she was angry at him. Yeah. Oh, she's so that did right help now. me because I 
I didn't have a lot of the knowledge that like, you know, Bo had and all this other stuff. But when you hit him in the eyeball and he didn't even seem to really react to that, I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what, what helped me figure it out. So thank you. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, get, oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm Katie Peters Plays. I play sci-fi and horror games. Um, we built Legos today on my stream and it was oh. wonderful. So uh, come hang out. I'm be streaming a lot more in the next coming weeks. So if you want a cozy place to hang out and where I eat bread and stuff, come hang out. What okay, is eating bread? <laughs> I know. I'm hungry, Brad. <laughs> it was like a super solid shout out, by the way, until I'm you were just like, and then it. I eat bread. <laughs> then I eat bread. Bread. It's got a little button there. On the end, so. uh, can you get a bread emote, bread please? For every bread time you eat stuff. bread. Um... It doesn't happen that often. It just felt right at this moment. <laughs> Every single time I've seen you, you've been eating bread. Um, That's not true. <laughs> Lies. Uh, I think it might be true. That's the. <laughs> I eat bread on this show a lot. Yeah, so it's here because, because we between are the show seven fifteen, and she needs to eat dinner. You write yeah. in as well, so you do the quick eat yep. between streams eating thing. Uh, yeah. Um, I still say I. You're always eating bread. Um, okay. and I want a KPP bread emote. Just uh, like a slice of bread. I don't care. I'm not picky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want your trash bag back. Oh by yeah, the way, yeah, but... yeah. All right. Agreed. I'll put. I'll bring the trash bag back if yes. you get a bread emote. Okay. Um. Uh. What about you, Pocket? Where can people find you in the week? Uh, at Twitch.tv/Pocket playing Animal Crossing and getting sharks. Oh yes, the show. Monday. That's my day off. So, right. uh, except for tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> what about you, Disby? Also, you're a water elementalist. Yeah. Wow, that was so cool. I'm excited. Yeah. That was so fucking cool. Can't, can't, well, can't say Bo was too excited about his uh, current appearance right now. He's he's a small person, oh, yeah. tiny. Yeah, but uh, you can find me at Twitch at Disbiarix. I play variety games, scary games, and currently playing Animal Crossing 2 at the moment. Uh, yeah, but looking very forward in playing the remake of Resident Evil 3, which comes mm. out this week. It so, comes out yeah. This week? Yeah. April, early that. April. Right, not not unless it's next. Oh wait, it could be next week. But I feel I feel it's this week. I think it's April three that comes out. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Dope. The water elementalist. Also, do you remember the very 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 beginning, the first episode, how you fell into water and then yeah, a column of water drugged you up into uh-huh. the yeah. I've uh, been planning. It's it's pretty neat that it's all kind of well played out to this and moment. It, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll 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 tell you uh, all the things that you can do in a second. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. Tune in next time for the uh, the next part of this battle that has just been raging on. Um, we'll see how you guys uh, deal with it if you break out of this spell, um, and uh, and uh, what you do afterwards if you get out. If not, then I guess we just play out the rest of whatever. Eternity. Of, um, yeah, this guy does in the, in the eternity of his genjutsus. Uh, don't forget we have this new show. I'm going to run the trailer again for you now so you can witness it, which starts on Friday. Uh, tune in on Tuesday for Witchcraft and Wizardry. Wednesday for Gone. Oh, uh, also Tuesday. I forgot to say this. Tuesday in the uh, before Witchcraft and Wizardry, we're doing a G- Gone roundtable uh, with Brad yeah. and Speth and John. Yes. Live? And it is, it, no, it's at oh. 
1 p.m., 2 p.m. Oh my god, I can't remember. We're doing it live. I thought we were recording it. Yep. But I guess. Nope, we're, we're doing right. it. We're doing it live. Um. So yeah, we join our Discord or watch our Twitter, and we'll we'll tweet. I'm time zone trying to do math, and I can't do yeah, it at the moment. Uh, announcements are, are always mm-hmm. launched up somewhere on the uh, the appropriate Discords, or everything is announced on our Twitter as well. That's what they're there mm-hmm. for, because there's so much chaos going on with all these shows and things like that that you can have a one stop shop for info. All right, I'm gonna go get mm-hmm. some bread. Um, thanks so much for watching. Mm-hmm.